thing, thing starting. We're live. We're on the air. Hank Strange is back in the building with cohorts in tow, live from the Big Daddy Gun studio. We've got Babyface P, you know, looking looking sexy with some, what are those things oh, called? iPods or whatever? Eye ears? Air, air, AirPods? AirPods. Look at that. He's all wireless. He's all whatever century this is. <laughs> and, and we've got Walter Keller from Safety Harbor Firearms here. We should be getting... What's up, Walter? Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, man. I see you've got like... Uh, you've got shell casings and all kinds of things behind you. Yeah, I'm in the man cave right now. Yeah, this is a this is a secret location we've never before seen here live. <laughs> I'm in the bunker. That's what yeah. it is. I'm in the bunker. Yeah. Right. So we're gonna get you to show off. We're gonna get to see some guns. I got a request from a very special guest. Uh, not guest. Uh, very special person who watches our show would be Anonymous Strange, my brother. Mm. And he was like, "Man, I want to see when Walter comes on. I like. I want to see some guns." I got guns, I got knives, I got all kinds yeah. of stuff. So. so I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, Walter, okay. We Come can get on. knives. We can get guns and stuff like that on here. So we've got you. We should be getting Mr. Kevin Dixie coming on sometime, some point here. He's in a different time zone. He's from No Other Choice Training. So we'll get him on. Maybe we'll get some other special guests on. I don't know. We're doing, we're, we're juggling a lot of things right now. The ba- main thing I want to talk about here is, um, Nothing Burgers. I don't know if you guys have heard of Nothing Burgers. Yep, I saw that today. <laughs> you So you know what a Nothing Burger is? I don't. Yep. <laughs> oh, you don't? No. Okay, well, Van Jones, you ever heard of that guy? Van yeah, Jones? The Van Jones of Obama Van Jones? Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, so he works for CNN, and you know there's this guy that's been exposing CNN as fake news. The fake news that they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the name of that guy's name? Project Veritas? Yes. I think that guy's name is Trump. Yep. <laughs> well, he's the originator, but <laughs> yeah. he's the originator. However, um, you know, there's, there's been uh, there's been other people do, like making it legit, <laughs> you know, making it legit. What's going on? So, yeah. So um, he is we, they've got Van Jones saying that the whole Russia thing is a big nothing burger. Because it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. Got but him I'm admitting a little, that. I'm a little confused. Isn't oh I he, uh, what are you saying? I don't know. I Van Joe's is nothing but a uh, 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 I guess a storyteller. <laughs> let's, let's be nice. Let's call him a story. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. I mean, he's been going. He's that's exactly the point, though. He's been going on air and beating up Trump about Russia and a bunch of other things. But then and now they're going to come clean. No, no. Well, this guy yeah, did. They, they doubled down. Yeah, this guy did some undercover video <laughs> where he was he approached him. I guess he was outside smoking a cigarette or doing something, hanging out outside of the CNN studios. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So if, any, um, if, if, if you should have learned anything from Kathy Griffin, you never double down <laughs> and you apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know that that whole that whole story is still going i think it has legs this guy has a lot of video that he's going to keep putting out there i think mm-hmm. you know on be, this story I think it's going to get interesting 
Yeah, but I think we all, it's something that we all know. We all know CNN is fake news. We all know that yeah. they're just, you know, they're pushing an agenda. To be honest with you, Fox News does the same thing. At time, All at, these guys. At, at, anonymous sources, anonymous sources. It's like, how many anonymous yeah, it, sources it, are there in the world? I've gotten to the point where if anybody says an anonymous source, I basically just discredit it because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> my, my, um, my invisible best friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Just can't believe yeah. It. So I invite everyone who's hanging out there with us listening to post questions and stuff like that. Babyface and Walter oh, will be channel. hanging out in the different chats. We've got a whole bunch of different chats going on. Lola is in one of them. I'm in I'm in one of them. So we're going to have all that good stuff, all that goodness going on. We I also want to talk and this is kind of like, uh, I mean, it's not good news. It's a it's something that's sad and crazy and a whole bunch of other things all at the same time. So there's this young couple that tried to do a YouTube gun stunt and it went wrong and the husband wound up dead. I, so. I, I saw the story, but I'm not familiar with the story. I didn't, I usually don't watch videos of people getting shot and things like that. It just, I don't, yeah, I, don't I don't think yeah, there's there was, there, yeah. there was no content that came out of it other than the story itself. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so basically, was it a bulletproof vest uh, story or something or what? Oh, God. If only. See, that would have been at least somewhat smart. This guy, to, to do a prank, I guess they were like a one of these uh, prank channels where they prank each other back and forth. Part of the prank was uh, he asked his fiance, girlfriend, whatever she was, to shoot him basically point blank with a Desert Eagle, 50, uh, a 50 AE Desert Eagle, while he held a book in front of his chest. Yeah. And of course, it, it, went, it went right through the book and killed yeah. him. Yeah. Let's read the article. I'm going to read the article. It's in a bunch of different places. You guys could search this. Uh, doesn't look like it's a fake story. It's, uh, I saw it in New York Post, a bunch of different places. But uh, it's also in Rolling Stone. Pregnant 19-year-old fatally shoots boyfriend in YouTube stunt gone wrong. A recent YouTube stunt gone awry may land one Minnesota teen in prison for second-degree manslaughter. Mona Lisa Perez, 19, was arrested Monday night after she fatally shot her boyfriend, 22-year-old Pedro Ruiz in the chest while they were making a YouTube video at the couple's house in Norman County. Um, she's currently pregnant with their second child. If convicted, she could face a maximum sentence of 10 years or up to $20,000, according to the Star Tribune. Uh, Perez called 911 on Monday evening to report that she had accidentally shot Ruiz while their three-year-old daughter looked on. Authorities arrived at the home to find Ruiz with a single gunshot wound to his chest. He died at the scene. Mm. Uh, the couple has set up GoPro cameras and another camera placed high up on a nearby ladder to record the stunt. Um, here, let's, let's see. Ruiz wanted to make a YouTube video of her shooting a book. Um, the attorneys described the book in question as a hardcover encyclopedia to see whether a bullet would go through. Well, why'd you have to use your boyfriend for a backstop? Yeah, no, you the, don't boyfriend, the boyfriend asked her to do this. So she, she, um, he, I think he did. He yeah, tweeted, I mean, go ahead. Come on, come on. A, a, a 22 will go through a lot of books. So yeah. 40? Well, supposedly he tested this on, an, on, on another book. I don't think it's the same book. He tested it and it was fine. He convinced her to do it. She tweeted a message Monday night, short before, shortly before the filming, uh, to tell followers, me and Pedro are probably going to shoot one of the most dangerous videos ever. His idea, not mine. 
Oh dear. And he died. Yeah. In March, they um, they started a dedicated YouTube channel to showing the real life of a young couple who happened to be teen parents. Several of the videos uploaded um, are pranks, you know, doing uh, scary stunt at the fair, all that kind of stuff. Uh, um, you know, they yeah. did silly stunts like um, eating donuts with baby powder on it and all that kind of stuff. It's it's really crazy. Um, you guys want to say something before I jump into this? It's just all around stupid. I, I, there's nothing to say. I think anybody that has ever dealt with a gun for any length of time would know that you've broken so many rules there. There's, it's just dumb. <laughs> As I say, don't point it unless you at something or something, buddy, unless you want to kill it or so I guess exactly yeah it came through (laughs) I mean I hate to say it but you know I don't feel real sorry for anybody involved with it beside the dead guy and he knew he was going to get shot so I don't know what do you do there's a there's a thing called the the, the one that's pretty sure he's going to get it this year yeah the the one that'll suffer (laughs) is a little three-year-old kid so you know yeah um yeah, that's a good way to screw a kid up for life, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know right. what? I think that, you know, and all of us here, we're all in the YouTube business and we're all gun guys. Uh, R. Henry says it's plain stupid and heartbreaking at the same time. Listen, yeah. we're all gun guys and we do things and we know that we take on um, danger when we do what we're doing. Right. There's already things that could go wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. As much as you try to be safe. But to do things like this, I mean, just to get the. Just to get the subscribers, get the views, to be internet famous. I think it's one of the sad symptoms of uh, everybody social wants media to, yeah. today. Everybody wants to be a star, you know. And Yeah. And unfortunately, the, the people out there who are watching, you know, I always tell people that it's not really you and what you create. We go to like, you know, heavy or far lengths to create informational videos and give people a lot of data and all that kind of stuff where, you know, we're always trying to do stuff out there, but it's not what we make. We try to do the best we can do and we put it out there, but then people choose what to look at. And then unfortunately, most people want to see this stupidness. So you always get people that are trying to do this stuff to clickbait, to get people to come in there. You know, they do stupid things. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Um, yes. Everyone wants to be internet famous. They want to be like the next guy on Instagram or the next person on YouTube who they, you know, who they think has uh, 5 million, 10, 20, 50 million followers from nowhere. Yeah. I, I don't fully understand it. I've never, I've never really had the desire to be famous per se. Well, <laughs> I want, <laughs> what's famous? You know, I, uh, I guess he's now famous for being shot in the chest with a 50. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's, the, it's the 15 minutes or what today in today's world is about 15 seconds of fame right. the, that the Andy new, Warhol yeah. talked about. The news cycle so fast now that nobody will even know about this tomorrow, hardly. So, no, it'll, yeah, it'll be gone so quickly. Um, maybe. I mean, it, it's um, it didn't. I think it probably will live until tomorrow morning, at least just because oh, yeah. it's one of those crazy YouTube things. Um, someone out there says people want to be entertained more than educated when it comes to YouTube. And that's the truth. You know, that's why people are doing silly things because we're watching. There's a lot of people out there that are watching these silly things. And I think it's not just with guns. I think if you're going to do stuff with, yeah, if you're going to do things with guns, you're definitely taking um, your life or other people's lives in your own hands. 
But there's lots of stunts and things like that that people are doing out there that are going to lead to people dying. I think so, there's already been a few of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so like you were saying, I was just going to say, so like you were saying, Hank, you know, there is some inherent danger to just filming around guns and whatnot. But right. you try to limit that as much as possible by not doing stupid shit like standing in front of the gun with a with a book in your hand like we don't we don't do that yeah yeah <laughs> there's lots of you know we we have opportunities to do lots of stupid crazy things um i'm not interested in that i don't want someone to get hurt no mind yeah what i'm trying well, to do to. yeah i'll rather go slow just like we've been doing i've been doing this for a couple of years I, we, we can we can blow guns up and we can crash cars but when people start getting hurt it's bad bad stuff so yeah. And it's unfortunate that kids are out there, you know, they're not this. There's, there's young people that come up to me all the time and they're like, hey, man, I want to have a YouTube channel. And I say, hey, you know what? That's great. Just I hope you have some kind of patience because it's, <laughs> it takes a lot of hard work, patience and money. This is how we spend money to make to to do what we're doing. Unfortunately, you have a, a lot of young people that want to do this. They don't necessarily have a lot of money and they just want to go like from from zero to 100 and get super yeah. famous. Well, I, sometimes it's the simplest stuff that that people get lots of views and lots of the stuff you you think, oh, no, well, who's going to watch that? And they're watching them play video games. And it's like these guys have jillions of. Yeah, tons of followers, lots of money. Yeah, but there's not. But look, you know what the truth of the matter is? If yes, there are a lot of kids, including mine, that watch other people play video games. Even stuff like people who do knitting and things like that. You go knitting? Oh God! But they have thousands and thousands of subscribers that watch them knit and craft and all that stuff like that. So you got to find your niche, I guess. Everybody can't be a gun video person or a or a motorcycle (laughs) shooting your your. Or a motorcycle Shooting your significant other in the chest should yeah, not be your yeah, niche, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think the, the I think the thing is is that so let's say you were talking about people who play video games. So here's what people don't understand about that: if you start a YouTube channel today where you're playing video games, you're not going to get millions of people to watch you. You know, no, there's a few the markets too saturated. Yeah, yeah it, it gets yeah, saturated yeah. once there's a few guys that are doing it. Unless unless you're blonde mm-hmm. and you got you know. All that stuff going what? on, and you, what, what what stuff, it, Walter? Yeah. I, I was blonde, and it's starting to fade now. What, what are you talking about, Walter? Oh, boobies. girls, girls, yeah, girls, sex, <laughs> <laughs> boobies. Yeah. Well, I think even I I don't think it's so easy even for girls. I mean, there's lots of girls out there, so you know. Okay, girls. You got yeah, the market. Got to find your niche, I guess. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly think, what it is. The market's no matter, getting too saturated. Right. No matter what you do today, it's a tough thing to get into YouTube. It's a, everyone thinks that, hey, I'm going to get into YouTube and become an instant millionaire off of YouTube. <laughs> That's not really true. And you can do it. And even you can even start today and, and become pretty big and, and have a really good following and, and make a living. Yeah, and there's, be, always, there's always room for more. Yeah. But you need to survive. <laughs> That's the number yeah. one thing. No, don't don't your, go the way of the dodo you. bird. Don't quit your day job. Just say no, that. but but also what I'm saying is don't do stupid shit. Oh, you know, in order to to get famous to try to garner views. Yeah, yeah, and then take other people's lives in in your hands. Like a lot of these pranks, you have to be careful. I mean, some of the other pranks they did, like tricking someone into eating baby powder and all that kind of stuff. You can you can still do serious damage to people like that. How about the people that are, that are doing this the the cinnamon? Like just mouthfuls of cinnamon. Have you yeah. seen those? 
Right. Okay. It looks like we've got Kevin coming in. Kevin, we are live on the air. So yeah. Yeah. just you know, just so you know, <laughs> just so you're ready for that. Oh yeah, I was listening to you guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, um, I, I don't know if that you're. Go ahead and talk for a sec. Dang it. Oh, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. I heard a lot of bass there in the beginning, so I just wanted to make sure. All right. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And then if you want to, if um, if you'd like to put on, if you've got Hangout Toolbox, you can turn on Hangout, Hangout Toolbox and get a little lower third so everyone out there knows where you are from. Okay. I will, uh, I will do a little introduction for you. So everyone who's watching this, if you're not aware of Kevin, Kevin is from No Other Choice Training, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And I think we met, I think we, we've met on Facebook, but we actually met at uh, NRA, right? Yeah. We had a nice little, little chit chat down in NRA. Or yeah. The booth. yeah, very, very good. So I know you just jumped in here in the middle of this. So I'm, we're going to continue the conversation, but we'll, you know, we'll come back around. We were talking, I don't know if you saw this story, Kevin, we were talking about the young couple that was trying to do uh, a stunt on YouTube involving guns and the, uh, the woman wound up killing her. I think it was her husband. I think they were married. Boyfriend. They would do, yeah, boyfriend. Okay, they were doing a gun stunt where he was holding up a book, and she shot at this book with a Desert Eagle, babyface. Yep. <laughs> yep. And um, and it went, it, pu it punched right through the book and hit him in the chest. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't. I haven't had the the unfortunate pleasure of hearing about that. So let me just recap. So I'm gonna hold up a book and huh. I'm gonna shoot it <laughs> at the book. And there's a human being on the other end of the book. Yeah. This is the last chapter that book didn't end with. I need about three or four of these. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. We've got another guest jumping in here, Mr. Argo J. I don't know if he's. Can you hear us, Argo? Okay, he's, he's still getting set up. He's getting set up. Okay, yeah, so Kevin, so what happened is this guy, they're trying to build, I think they started the YouTube channel about three months ago. Okay. They they want to get, in, you know, instant internet famous, and uh, they've been doing some other practical jokes or stunts. And he tested this, I guess, beforehand. He just, like, without a human being being behind the book, he shot at the book and the round didn't go all the way through. So he figured, hey, I could hold this up to my chest and you could stand a foot away and shoot at it and everything's going to be okay. She apparently didn't want to do it. She twittered out about this before she did it. Unfortunately, they did go through with it and um, he wound up dead. So that's, you know, that's like the long and short of it. What do you think about that? Um, I think, and I kind of heard what you guys were saying. Well, one, I think that the, the story is unfortunate. I think any kind of you lose a human life, that's an unfortunate incident. Um, two, I think in this world of social media and, and YouTube channels, and I know a lot of people want to start YouTube channel, channels on various subject matters, you have to really be careful about trying to do things to appease people. I think the most successful YouTubers or at any profession dealing with media uh, do it from the heart, you know, you do it with some passion. Uh, you're not going to make yeah. a zillion dollars doing this right away. You know, you got to earn your keep. You have to Ever. get out here, understand the content that not only people want, but what do they need and who you are. So if you wouldn't have done that anyway to do it for likes and views, I would caution anybody to make sure you're not going to endanger yourself at the expense of someone else's entertainment. That's that's ridiculous. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, so I would advise against it. Anybody that's thinking about <clears throat> doing anything that's silly, um, look at the incident we had. What was that? Um, it was about, I don't know, close to a year, maybe two years ago. The gentleman that put the Tannerite in the riding lawnmower. Oh, yeah. 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 That it did well. The blade came off and hit him and took his leg off. Took his leg yep. off, right? You know, all because they want to be entertained. Well, did you understand the distance of Tannerite? Then what do you have, like, a ridiculous amount of Tannerite in that thing? And, yeah. and they were close. Yeah, and you couldn't, and nothing against them, because you know you got hurt, but clearly you were running a rifle, and you you weren't very good with it, because you had to keep getting closer and closer <laughs> and closer to hitting, and you got you got injured, and you're trying to entertain people, which you wind up turning your life up, man. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's worth it. No, me neither. Okay, so we've got another special guest in here. Argo, can you hear us? I can't hear. You can't hear? Okay, get the headset. We, we, I see you got on a Hank Strange shirt. That's good. That's always good. All right, so we're going to get, Argo's going to get a headset. This is how it goes down, doing something live. Yeah, you know what? Um, I think it's unfortunate. There's a lot of kids out there. This is the, this is the uh, discussion we were having. A lot of kids out there just want to get internet famous and just go from zero to 100, go right to the top and get millions of followers and all that kind of stuff. And like that. Sometimes it works out okay, but you know, it's you're playing a lottery that if you lose, you're you're it's your life that you're losing. Yeah. You know, there's I see I see there's a lot of people doing stunts where they climb up on bridges and uh, skyscrapers and you know, they they're taking photos and things like that uh, with no rigging and all that kind of stuff for the same for the same thing and then it's getting broadcast on regular media that they're showing these crazy stunts they're doing. Yeah. So. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're old guys. We should know better. Yeah. I used to ride a bicycle without a helmet, so you know I'm I've already lived on the edge. <laughs> yeah. I used to jump ramps like Evil Knievel, okay. you know, yeah. on my bicycle. So. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Ah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you now. This is oh. this is my big brother Argo J. What's, What's up, happening? Argo? What's going on, y'all? What's going on for, for folks out there? Good. Everybody good? Yeah, we're good, man. We're good, you know? Argo's been my friend here in the YouTube game for, like, forever. <laughs> yeah. Way back in the beginning. That's right, that's right. Yeah. When you can still get paid from doing gun YouTube videos, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Back in the old days. <laughs> yeah, I think we all missed that boat. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten any of those checks. Oh, man. Yeah. man. Yeah. What's going so, on, everybody? Though I don't know. I don't know everybody here. Yeah. Uh, so personally, yeah. personally, I don't know everybody. Right. So let me go down the line. Say. So this is Big Argo J. Look him up. He's got a lot of cool stuff going on. He's very active right now on the Instagrams. Um, you might want to plug in that headset or mute me or whatever is going on over there. Someone. Cool. Some, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know where that was coming from. Okay. So. Yeah. So and then the next person that we have uh, right next to Argo in the lineup is Babyface P, my partner in crime, out Hello. on the Hacienda with me a lot. What's going on, Babyface? Oh, you know what? I keep muting. Marley just got home and the dog's going crazy. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Awesome. Like, what is happening? Yeah, over there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's a gun guy because his dog is named Buckshot. So there you go. That's right. <laughs> and that dog is crazy, too. Yeah, he is crazy. He's legit. He's like, a, not, he's a, not crazy bad, but just a lot of energy. Yeah. He has his dog. Has oh, a, yeah. Yeah. Buckshot has a Napoleon complex because he's a real little dog, but he swears he's like a big lion or something. He thinks he's a pit bull. That's what he thinks he is. Yeah. 
So there we go. That's Babyface right next to Babyface P. It's Kevin Dixie. Kevin, what's up? No, not much, man. Well, how you doing, brother? Yeah. Good, good. Kevin, you're a trainer, right? That's the majority of what you're doing. Uh, a trainer and a mind changer. Okay. Uh, we, I do, I do the training, but I think that's a dime a dozen now. We got a lot of guys that uh, are trainers or backslash educators. Uh, I do a lot dealing with the mentality and mental conditioning and changing the awareness of firearms and everything around firearms in the two-way community to people that normally don't get the exposure. Okay, very cool. And and your your company's called uh, No Other Choice Training, right? No other choice firearms training. And the, the name just stems from before you, and I'm pretty sure I'm preaching to the choir here with these guys all on, but the, the name stems from um, a philosophy of making sure before you ever use any skill set, you're taught by me or somebody else, that you understand that you should be at an option of no other choice, even beyond the law. You're at no other choice before you ever impact a human life. Okay, very cool. And and uh, we'll, we'll get back into the training thing. I think that's a good subject to talk to folks out there about training and then right right next to kevin is mr walter keller from safety harbor firearms am i did my picture go oh there i am right there oh, you're still yeah you're still oh, there you're still I'm there see, i'm seeing me up here instead of seeing you so i did something oh. wrong here yeah uh, you might have you might have <laughs> you might have clicked on it and then it just puts you on permanently which is okay it's, i'm like it's, it's my, my name is my name's backwards so i'm like yeah don't, yeah um, <laughs> this is how it works, Walter. We've only Dude, done this. He's, like, officially, he's officially in the Matrix right now. So. Yeah, we've only done this many times. Yeah, he's officially in the Matrix. You look I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring this stuff out. Yeah, so. Walter's our resident uh, gun manufacturer, so we will see some very cool. Walter is got there he's go. got some really cool guns behind him. We're going to see those in a minute. But I wanted to give Argo a chance. Argo, did you hear about this story about the young couple that's trying to build up a YouTube channel? And then, no, but I, I think I, I think I came in on the tail end of what you guys were talking about. And then yeah. uh, they I guess they were trying to test some some armor or something. No, not armor. They just wanted to do a stunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they wanted to test some armor, a giant book in front of their chest. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. An encyclopedia. The guy wanted to, to use an encyclopedia and have his girlfriend shoot at it while he was holding it in front of his chest. And he tested it out beforehand, I guess. And the gun that she used was a 50 Desert Eagle. Oh, right. Of course it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. And he wound up, he's dead. He's dead right now. So that's kind of like big news. I figured we'd lead off. That was the first story we were going to talk about. We're going to talk about nothing burgers and a whole bunch of other stuff going on in gun news. And whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll chat about. And whatever the folks out there that are watching all of this, what they want to talk about, we'll we'll get into. But I think that this deserves uh, some level of conversation because I know folks are just out there trying to get Internet famous. And I really don't want to see anyone get hurt. Definitely don't want to see anyone get hurt in the gun game. You know, this is a dangerous thing that we do. That's what we were talking about. And uh, for young folks out there, especially that are just trying to get big and famous and be like the Kardashians, this is really not a way to go. Absolutely. See, the thing is, even the Kardashians aren't dumb enough to shoot at each other with 50 AEs in books. Like, they're, they're not that stupid. <laughs> well, but, uh, you know, it's, it's like it's like it's like Kevin said, though, you know, I'm not going to try to gain fame or celebrity at the expense of my personal safety, you know, and and that's number one. That's first and foremost. But I think secondary and I think he touched on this, too, I was, if I was listening right. You know, YouTubers like like me and like you, you know, I I never got into this for fame or celebrity. You know, I had a story to tell 
and I wanted to share it and I wanted to help, you know, change people's minds and opinions and, and, and make a, you know, you know, make a little difference in, in one person's life, if any, you know, and, and that's the purpose of, of, you know, jumping on YouTube and doing the political rants that I did and doing the stories that I do and, and the reviews and things, you know, it's not, it's not about me at all. I, I, I run from celebrity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I embrace it in one, in, in one, in one token, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I'm not that dude. You know, I'm the dude who'd rather sit down and, and drink a beer with you. Oh, hold on. I'd rather sit down and drink a beer with you and uh, do all kind of <laughs> other, you know. Crack <laughs> one open right now. I, I forgot what I was doing. I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> was ADHD, cool. man. But no, seriously, though, you know, I'm I'm regular guy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not even about celebrity. I do it about the people. So I want to remain one of the people. You know what I mean? I want to remain accessible. I want to remain a resource or a tool that people can use. People hit me up all the time. I respond to them. You know, I'm not, I'm not that dude who who won't, damn dogs. I, I, I'm not that dude who won't, you know, respond to an email or a comment or a post. You know, I'm not that dude. You know, I'm not so far removed and head up my own ass that, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm worried about, you know, how I'm going to look or, you know, treating people like peons. That's not, that's not, that's not the purpose of what, what we do. Truly yeah. what we do. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, back when you started doing this, uh, I think you started doing this before me, to be honest with you. And the, the reason was like, we didn't maybe necessarily feel that there were too many people that with our faces out there. So like, hey, you know what, if I, I always felt like if you feel like you don't see yourself reflected out in the world, then you need to get out and make and that reflect. change. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, people, he means black people, just in case, you know, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> I was, I was going to clarify that if you didn't. <laughs> so, so, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it was it. I, I was, know, talk, I was talking you were, about. You were out before I was, man, because I was watching your videos uh, around the time that I made my, made my first video. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. You know, the thing is, I mean, I was really talking about dudes with mohawks, but it's okay. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know what I think though? I think that kids nowadays, um, okay, I don't know what is going on over <laughs> at Babyface's place. I think the dog loves dropping his bone on the hardwood floor and oh. it is so loud. Fuck <laughs> shot. Yeah. That's a, bone so, that, that's a bone that'll grow wings real fast, man. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what the thing is? I think that these kids nowadays, though, that's really what they see. You know, I think in our time, even if even if you were doing this for a little bit of fame and you're like, hey, you know, I'll get known. I could make a living doing this. I think old the, an older generation gets that it takes hard work and perseverance and you have to really stick in, you know, and it's like uh, climbing uphill to do it. I think that kids nowadays don't really get that. Um, this is work. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, social social networking is uh you could do it all day long and you know and then i still have to work work you know so yeah you know but um it is kind of like work i mean you gotta i'd be eating dinner right now if i wasn't doing this so yeah i think it's absolute it's absolutely work and and what we're doing here is we're not doing anything uh super fantastic <clears throat> we're just talking i think people enjoy the conversations there's people out there that, that want to hear us talk they want to get their opinions out there but it's not the kind of thing like you know we're not doing this live from our lair jets you know with <laughs> on uh, my private yacht That's right. yeah with girls in gold you're, you're not i am wait me too what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> oh okay, sorry like, 
You don't you see a, this plush and supple Italian leather, brother? Like, <laughs> this is from the yacht, man. Like, no, I'm sorry. Oh, you're docked in Monaco or something? Is right, that right. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's crazy. Okay, so we've got some questions. Let me go. Let me go to this. So there's some questions. So for Kevin, people want to know what's your background, and then for Argo, after Kevin answers, folks want to know: Do you train, and what's your background? So Kevin, you go first. Uh, absolutely. So I was just trying to add this little tagline over here on Google Things. Okay, you guys still hear me? Yeah. Once you add it, you have to click the radio button to turn it on. And oh wait, is my tagline on? What do I got to no. do? You got to slide that. Yeah, you need to go into a go to a Hangout toolbox. I got you. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Is it a radio button? What that radio button look like? Yeah, it's right above. Um, it's like a little switch over. You switch it over to the right. It's a little click. There it is. Yeah, there you go. All righty. Um, so, what's my background? I hope that thing is clear. Yeah. So, what's my background? I started um, as far as firearms go. I'm assuming that's what the question is. I started off at 21. I'm not going to tell you how old I am now, so don't ask. But <laughs> I started off at uh, 21. So um, I started off with the St. Louis City Police Department and the Prisoner Processing Division. So we were responsible for detainees and transport and protection and security thereof of the, the jail facility, along with uh, certain portions of police headquarters. Um, so I started off there as far as getting into firearms. I was a 21-year-old kid, really didn't know much about a gun. I knew what a trigger was, barely. Uh, started there and walked into a room my first day doing orientation, and there were a bunch of guns. I'm like, all right, this job just became officially cool. And from there, the baby of the instructors had about 30 years experience. So I like to say I learned from the right guys the right way. Um, so from there, I started off training, uh, done a lot of different training in, um, with the St. Louis City Police Department, a lot of post training, which I don't know if post is the same everywhere, but a lot of academy training, things of that nature, uh, became a student of the game truly from the start. And about three years after learning from guys, I started to uh, pick different areas of people to train. I started off with women because I, they were the most vulnerable. So I shared my rookie knowledge, if you will, with them first, just to help them be safer. Uh, from there, I started training with uh, a lot of the active shooter teams around town, um, eventually left the St. Louis City Police Department. Uh, went to a local university that was converting to uh, PD. Uh, so they needed some guys to come in and help them with ICALEA standards. And what ICALEA is, if you ever roll by a police car, you'll see internationally accredited on the side of it. Uh, so they needed some guys to come up and help with those standards. I went there for a couple of years, um, did a lot of active shooter training with a, local, a lot of local PDs and things like that. Um, I've done a lot, uh, seen a lot. My resume isn't like uh, some... Green Beret dude, I don't have any military experience and I'll be the first person to say that. Uh, so my experience come from police training and that's where I applied from. Um, did that for roughly about two to two and a half years. Decided that I wanted to use my brain instead of my bronze, so to speak. So I obtained a couple of degrees and went to corporate America, but never left behind my, uh, my knack to want to train and share information with people. So I've been training behind the years for roughly 14, 15 years. Decided to just come on social media less than a year ago. Started sharing with the world. Okay, very cool. I think I think we'll, uh, part of a cool conversation that we'll have later is we'll get into some of your specific philosophies on training. Yes. But before we do that, Argo, you want to tell us what you're up to, man? Are you training, dudes? Uh, you know, I I do do some training. It's only tier one shit, though, man. Like I ain't got time for that other stuff, man. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> like, uh, no, man, the only training I do uh, is uh, locally here. I do some uh, 
um, concealed carry training. I'm not a trainer, so to say. I am NRA certified, but I'm not a trainer, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know what I mean? I don't really want to. <laughs> you're still you're helping to bring people into the fall. I, I, I am. You know what I mean? Uh, and then and then you know I like what Kevin said. I'm you know my my full time job. I'm a teacher. Okay, I teach elementary school, and I kind of bring that philosophy into training. So I like to say I'm a firearms educator. You know, because most times I end up re-educating and educating people, you know, people who had this this preconceived thought or don't have any basis to start from or any platform to start from, you know. So a lot of times it's building that platform or uh, removing the, 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 the terrible training scars that people have and uh, re-educating them on proper gun handling, proper gun safety, proper thinking, proper awareness. You know, I'm all about that. And I, I got to send a shout out to Kevin, too, because... Uh, in, in my private circles, his name has been coming up a lot recently, and I never had a chance to meet this brother. Uh, you know, uh, I was just talking to um, uh, what's, the, what's the brother's name? I wrote the book, Sir. I call him Sir. Sir Marcus Weldon, Alan Weldon. You know, wrote the book. He mentioned this. Uh, he mentioned you to me. I oh. think Noir mentioned your name or something, and then we were having some other conversations with some other people, and your name has come up, man. So uh, it's good to finally actually you know, not sit down face to face, but uh, to meet you and, and get to hear, you know, and get some, gain some of your insight as well. So I'm uh, definitely excited about that, man. Yeah, allow me, I'm sorry to interrupt, allow me to pay that uh, that uh, that compliment back. Uh, I haven't had the chance to talk to you, but I've seen some of your stuff. And so I appreciate you remembering my name, but your name rings bells too in a positive manner. So it's a privilege to be sitting on the chat with you and finally get some perspective. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. good. I encourage all of us to, uh, you know, to make sure we're share, sharing info and all that kind of stuff. Networking. That's one of the reasons that I'm doing this so that we can all figure out ways of getting together and talking out stuff that's going on, you know, in our community. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good thing to do. So now, you know Which what? Have we have we totally exhausted this conversation about these uh, unfortunate people that have, uh, you know, pretty I mean, much but, ruined you know, their I mean, lives? You know, it's sad. Like you said, it's ter- it's terrible. You know, but at the same time, it's stupid. And uh, you know, some things just don't deserve you know all that much shine. You know, I'm not calling his life stupid. I'm not calling saying that you know he doesn't deserve to be talked about. But at the same time. You know, you know, I think the more that you talk about negative things, the more seeds you plant, you know, in somebody's mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's just uh, move on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So anything anyone have anything out there out there you guys want to talk about before I move on? You guys know about this nothing burger stuff. Who knows what nothing burgers are? Who knows what my dumbass police chief just said the other day? <laughs> what? Which one was that? <laughs> Yeah, who are we talking about now? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I apologize. You brought up nothing, burgers, and that shit oh. just popped up. I, I know you posted. Some, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. You could curse. You, I'm okay. sure you'll hear me cursing here in a minute once I get fired up. Um, All right. So, did you post something about this on Instagram today? I think so. Yeah, I did, man. My my police chief, which is where are you? Where are you at? Yeah. I'm in I'm in Kilwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Kilwaukee. <laughs> yeah, no, Kilwaukee, because we just had a weekend uh, last weekend. Seven people got shot in 24 hours, man. Wow. Like, oh, uh, so you're like that is absolutely nuts. You're like, that is you know, crazy. Little Chicago, then. I mean, I'm an hour away from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I'm an hour north of Chicago. Wow. So, you know, a lot of the riffraff 
you know, leaves Chicago and hides out and lives and makes babies here that I have to teach. So, so, you know, but it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it is, it is what it is, brothers. Like, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't mince words at all. I, I'm quite the pirate, but, uh, I, uh, our city has, has been a war zone for a long time. Uh, from the time that I was coming up with the gangs uh, and and all that, you know, just trying to navigate, you know, life around around that circumstance. And then, you know, now with uh, the abundance of, of illegal firearms in the hands of those same undesirables, you know. And our police chief made a statement that concealed carry was the reason for all the crime in the city, wow. you know, unwarranted, unsupported, zero proof given uh, that, un- that that concealed carry members are the reason that we're having all this crime. So not only have you just blamed thousands of people, and, and now I can say tens of thousands of people in the state of Wisconsin uh, that have nothing to do and that are law that have nothing to do with crime, and in fact that are law abiding citizens. He went so far as to even blame the legislators that signed concealed carry into effect in Wisconsin, saying that they were trying to hold on to some antiquated ideal, you know, and, and, and the ideal is of the Second Amendment, you know, like that's antiquated and like it doesn't apply today, you know, because of course he's in my pocket every fucking time I need him, so I don't have to worry about getting shot, you know. So, right, right. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it was just ridiculous. And that tied in with the, with the way that these uh, newspapers, these anti, anti-gun uh, newspapers are are taking the NRA's words and mincing them about them not supporting concealed carry. You know, I'm not the conspiracy theorist. I'm not that dude at all, but I do think, I do think that the timing is, is quite, quite key on that. You know, that he, and there's police chiefs that have made statements. I, I, I can't verify this fact, but I think it's two or three others in other States that are anti-gun that have made, uh, comments about concealed carry permits being problematic for their cities yeah. and and whatnot, and I it's think, all uh, coming out around the same time. Like, it, like I, I believe that there's an, a, a definite agenda unfolding here. You know. Yeah, and I think that like in a lot of things, it's probably split. I was just reading an article about that while you were talking about it. It seems like he came out and said that, but the um, one of the one of the heads of the police, the Milwaukee Police Union, came out and said they don't agree with him. That they don't see uh, people who have legal permits to carry weapons creating problems so they don't understand what he's talking about exactly because the majority of the people that govern the police and fire commission here are good people and they are about the citizens you know because and and they're realistic in their thinking you know they're not they're not just you know thinking from some sort of real antiquated ideal or idea you know it's it's a it's it's an ideal that's based in reality that we can't always be there when our citizens need us so guess what protect yourselves i mean the same sheriff that uh you know we have two law enforcement entities here in the state we have uh, in the city rather we have uh, the county sheriff which is the entire county and city police everybody knows sheriff clark sheriff david a clark yeah, uh, you yeah. know, whether you like him or not, you know, I love the dude, you yeah, know, cool. uh, politically, you know, I think he's a good man. I think he's got his head on his shoulders politically. Uh, and when it comes to the second amendment, there's some things that I don't like about him. Like I don't like about anybody else, but whatever, he's doing a hell of a job. Uh, and it's, and, it, and there's almost two different forms of thinking and the officers even almost carry themselves with that doctrine. You know what I mean? You can see the doctrine that, that, that the leadership, you know, instills in its following, 
you know, and how they act day to day, like how the police act versus how the sheriff acts, you know, and it's a lot different, you know, but, you know, the Chief Flynn has always been anti-gun, always. Uh, even when he came here, he came, I mean, he came here from, I think, Massachusetts or what? Oh, uh, oh well, there you go. That That's explains it. <laughs> right. right. So, you know, uh, I, I could be wrong. I mean, where's Smith, where's Smith and Wesson? They're in Mass, right? Um, Connecticut. They? No, they're not in Connecticut. I think they are in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, he, when he came, he brought his contract with Smith down. Uh, they saw so okay. the PD switched over from Glocks to M&Ps, uh, which is cool for me, cool by me because I like M&P anyway. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, and all that, but he's just totally anti-gun in the hands of citizens. Always has been. Well, let me tell you just the opposite. The, uh, the sheriff in the county north of us in Pasco County, Grady Judd's his name. You're in Illinois, he, right? He, uh, we're in Florida. We're in Florida. 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 All right. he, he just came out and said last week that he wants you to get a concealed weapons permit. You need to learn how to use your guns because if there's a, an active shooter thing, you're going to be the only person that's going to be able to. So he was encouraging people to go out and get their concealed weapons permit and, and carry. So. You know, our sheriff did the same thing. Sheriff Clark made a PSA, uh, went on television, newspaper, radio, and said, hey, citizens, this is Sheriff Clark. Uh, I'm suggesting that you all, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, you know, paraphrasing, I'm suggesting that you all go out, uh, receive proper training, you know, get your licensing, um, carry a, a, a firearm to protect yourself and your family, because the truth is we can't always be there. I mean, you can YouTube it right now. You can YouTube it. Look up Sheriff Clark PSA, and you can hear what he says. He caught so much hell for that; it was ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and just for being honest, you know, he and he and uh, Chief Flynn that was their that was the camel that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Their relationship was already shady and rocky, and that just killed it all the way right there. So yeah, because Milwaukee's a a bastion of liberal um, folks as far as Wisconsin goes, right? Uh, well, you know, you, you actually you find a good mix. You know what I mean? Um, you think it'd be a more liberal mindset, but it's very conservative. You have to understand wow. Milwaukee, as far as urban yeah. area, as far as urban areas go, Wisconsin doesn't have much. So it, it's right. only in the southeast. So there's only Milwaukee, the Racine, Kenosha right. uh, area, and a little bit in Madison, and then you got Green. Oh, Bay Madison! Cause... I was thinking about Madison. Madison, yeah. big leftist. Uh... Yeah, Madison is very hippie. So right. yeah, uh, you know, so we have a good mix, but. Primarily, the main liberal ideals are going to be coming from the southeast region, but the entire state is more conservative than not. So so what do you think that we can do about it? I mean, obviously, the, the problems here. About what? About what he yeah, said? What can we, you know, what can we do about this? Can we, is there a way to get rid of this guy? Is he elected? Uh, no, no, he's, no. Um, <laughs> he's not elected. Typically, they're so. appointed by the mayor. Right. Yeah, yeah it's appointed. Um but I mean, honestly, I, some things you, just, I mean, you just know that's him and you just got to shake it off, man. You know what I mean? That's like that one dude at school who nobody likes to hear talk. Then all of a sudden he stands up and starts blurting shit out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so. Just I let mean, him I mean, have his I mean, moment. Yeah, let him have his moment and then let, 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 let him, you know, eat himself, you know, because it's like nobody that, you know, Jen Jakes. I don't know if you guys know Jen Jakes. I love Jen Jakes uh, at bearingarms.com. Uh, she and I talk, we're talking today about this whole thing. And uh, it's just, it's just asinine. You know what I mean? And 
some things are just so stupid. Like I said before, they just don't deserve shine. But I had to say something about it. And I had to make people aware that there was a, a, a concerted effort to, right. you know, to try to attack, you know, concealed carry permits because they're going to come. The anti-gunners, are, they're never going to stop. I think and, this has and, to do with reciprocity, right? There's a lot of guys coming out and trying to make statements to well, counteract reciprocity. Well, what it is, is the, the NRA made a statement supporting constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. with that, they took the media, took those words and flipped the script and said that the NRA was against concealed carry or right to carry permit holders and permits, which was not the case. Okay. They were just saying that they also you know, recognized that there's a need for constitutional carry. Absolutely. They support both. In fact, they still support concealed carry holders, the right to carry permit holders, and the fact that there's a need for right to carry permits because you actually enjoy more freedoms with the permit. Because, yes, with constitutional carry, I can carry my firearm in my home state, but when I go visit my daughter in college, now I can't take my firearm with me. Right. But as a, as a concealed carry permit holder, I enjoy reciprocity with the state of Georgia. So now I can take my firearm to Georgia. So there, you know, so there, there are benefits to uh, holding permits and having permits that the NRA is still all for. They're not for uh, uh, removal of right to carry permits at all. You know, they're just also adding the right for constitutional carry, which is something that I disagree with in certain circumstances, by the way, you know, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you don't live in the war zone that I live in, or, you know, half the people who don't work at gun stores don't know how irresponsible people actually are. You know, <laughs> okay. So you're talking about guys who are open carrying. Well, uh, no, just constitutional carry, just the right okay. to carry a concealed firearm without having a, a, a legal permit without yeah. needing a lawful permit rather. Yeah. Listen, there's always, you know, like in everything else, right? When we talk about anything else, there's always some bad actors. But I think the reason in in general, for the most part, why people are doing it is because they're trying to preserve rights. Well, I mean, there's a big push for it. I mean, Michigan, I mean, not Michigan, Minnesota, I think just went to it. No, Michigan, too, I think just went to uh, constitutional carry, uh, you know. and, And I mean, and there's some benefits. I mean, there are some major benefits because there are some states where, if you are a, a, a right to carry permit holder, that that exempts you from next background checks. People don't know that certain states have that, that exemption in, you know, in the permit. So when you go into a gun store, if you have a permit that exempts you from a next background check. Uh, Florida. Right. Not here either. You know, Minnesota, yeah. right. My neighbor next door, which I don't share reciprocity with. Uh, but they are unfortunately one of the states as well. But. I mean, so there, you know, so there's some benefits to to the actual permit holders. I mean, for the actual permit holders and having it used to be that way, but not anymore. Yeah. Right. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. I I wanted to kind of piggyback off Argo's comment. Um, And it seems like there's a piece missing and and I might get slack for this, but, you know, it needs to be said. So you stated that you might get a little, you know, feedback from what you just said. I think what people are missing any gun guy is not necessarily just because we like guns that we're always going to think the same, right? I don't like group think. I like independent thinkers and critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. So what I try to tell people is this. I'm actually with you, Argo. I mean, when you start thinking about constitutional carry, forget about the freedom of it for a second. And we all fight for that. I do love it. I like to see gun rights expand. I don't like to see them shrunk. So that part of me loves it. Right. But when you start speaking of, and it's just a thing. So if I was to be into the, the rural area of the state, and I'm in Missouri, so I'm out of St. Louis. 
And if I go to the rural area or uh, more more of a diverse type of area in the suburbs or you know in the well-to-do places, people there have a lot of gun conversations. It's always a lot of gun conversations. Hey, this law was changed. They're more connecting it to what you can and can't do. Let's just sum it up like that. Now they can still learn a lot. But when you get to the urban environment, I don't like the idea of constitutional carry for this reason. Not because it, I want freedom restricted. I wish in a magical world I can help people understand. Yes, I love the fact you can constitutional carry. But do me a favor. Come to a class anyway. Because what you're missing is the education. So if you, you want to say, great, I can strap on a gun and walk outside. My next question is, forget about the fundamentals of shooting. Because a lot of people don't have that. Now, it's not to make them seem bad, but I can really long from a training aspect. Not only do you not understand the fundamentals of shooting, now you're going to be in a world that is an extremely dynamic environment. You're not going to be able to execute responsible shots and do the things you think from watching John Wick you're going to be able to do. <laughs> from watching John Wick. I learned all my shit from John Wick, man. Damn. <laughs> it's, cool. it's cool. I'm just saying. Then you bring up He's badass. When we're moving around and when you want to consider what you can and cannot do with the firearm. So great. I gave you permission to carry it. Constitutional carry. Rock on. You have permission to carry it. But can you tell me how your individual state defines deadly force when you can apply it? What's flourishing? What's brandishing? And, and what constitutes a threat? When can you pull the gun? What to do when law enforcement shows up? Have you went through active active law enforcement stop training? Do you understand how to communicate? Have you yeah, what to do if you get pulled over? Like yeah. you know exactly. You so even part of my class, a big section of that is law enforcement contact, and it has been for years. So what do you do when you get pulled over? How do you avoid a situation with a firearm? A lot of people don't even know where you can and can't carry it for Christ's sake. So when you are walking out saying constitutional carry, where is your constitutional education? Now that's what I want to challenge people on. So where is that? Oh my God. You know, and, and, and I guess it comes from a point where, you know, and this is this is a colorless point, you know, because like I said, I part-time at a gun store. So I see the lunacy from all races. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and and it's just bad. But you know, like Kevin said, and like I was stating earlier, as far as in an urban environment, uh-uh. Like I, I just don't agree with it at all. I mean, I'm just gonna be very, very real about it. Uh there are some young people out here who don't give a fuck and that's the bottom line and they just don't and i mean not even young i mean i mean we got older people that that don't i mean hell look at this watch this i'm at work the other day and i'm playing with my, my, with my one of my one of my babies um i'm at work the other day at the at the shop and we're closing up okay this old gentleman he's got to be in his late 60s or whatever old black dude you know, comes up, rolling back up. The day before, he had just bought a uh, a police uh, return uh, Beretta, 92, okay? And he comes back, you know, that next day. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, you know, my gun won't fire. And I said, oh, well, did you, you know, did you have problems on the range? He said, no, I was in my backyard trying to let off shots. I was like, okay, we all, <laughs> oh, no, 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 but no, that's where right. it starts. That's where yeah. it starts, uh -huh. okay? And we all know people who let off shots in their backyard. Yeah, yeah his, okay. his backyard could be like my backyard. To, to it, it's honest. not. Yeah. It's oh, not. Sorry. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> you know, no hacienda here for me. But uh, <laughs> no tengo hacienda, no tengo hacienda. <laughs> but uh, it's... Uh, okay, don't know. make us have to throw you back over that border wall, man. I just, oh, I man. just swam across the lake, across the river. Right. You know? Yeah. So, 
But uh, so he's in the parking lot, and, I, and I'm and I'm trying. And in my head, I'm like, who sold this man a gun? First of all, that's what I'm saying, yeah. uh, right? But mm-hmm. but who am I to step on his rights as a, as a legally yeah. uh, armed citizen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, this is your opportunity eligible. to educate and elevate. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm talking to this man. I'm like, sir, you don't want to shoot in your backyard. There are reasons why, and I'm breaking down why you don't want to do this. You know what happens to these rounds? And then I look at his gun. And he's got every round loaded in the magazine backwards, right? So, so that's that's that, that's part two. So then I, I I pop all the mag I pop all the rounds out. I thought okay, I put ahead. them in his hand. I lock the slide to the he rear. Can, so hold on a second. Did he come into the store with this with this? We're in the loaded? parking lot. We're in the parking. Oh, lot. oh, he's going. He's about to go into the store. Right as we're closing, I'm getting in my car. Oh, oh and okay. I just happen to go over to him you know, to see what he wants because I didn't want to leave anybody in the store parking lot. We didn't know if he was casing the joint, whatever, you know, whatever. So, you know, but, uh, (laughs) he had, he had clearly been drinking. Oh dear. Okay. Here we go. And then one, and then right. Right. This is just getting worse and worse. No, no. And and this is a true story. I can't make this shit up. So, uh, uh, you know, I give him the, I, I put the, I put the rounds in his hand and I put the gun in the bed of his truck, because that's where he was carrying it, by the way. He was carrying a loaded firearm. Had it been loaded correctly, it was just loose in the bed of his <laughs> pickup truck. You know what I mean? Which was full of that junk. Four or five now. Okay. So I walk back to my car after educating him. You know what I'm saying? I get ready to go in. My my friend Adam, who's the uh, 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 the main trainer at the shop, starts yelling. I turn around. I look back. He's got the gun, has loaded it, and is in the parking lot trying to shoot it at the fence. No, 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 no. fire it in the parking lot. We run over there like, look, man, you cannot do this. And he's, I swear to God, I wish we could, I wish we could bring Adam in on this. Like, is that number six or seven? <laughs> I, I don't know. I lost count after eight. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not even done. You know, and, it, and this is just one type of person that we deal with. You know what I mean? You cannot have certain things without checks and a system of checks and balances and without regulation you cannot there, you know i even well, made I, you a know, to take the opposite well, so i'm not tr- you know obviously i am playing devil's advocate here but you know people would say well you're free to do this thing which you are yeah but so then you're free so to what, so let, let, you, let, their, let one of their kids be behind that fence when he right, right. Yeah. Yeah. catch that ricochet when it comes off that fence yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying see how they feel about but freedom. you know this is something uh, i understand where you're coming from this is something like can you can you legislate common sense? Can you legislate you sanity? Cannot, but, but that is why it is important <laughs> to bring the information to the areas of America that don't always have the access to it. Like Kevin said, like yeah. my boy Maj is doing, you know, right. we have to take the education and information into the bowels of America. Right. That's why, that's why people, and by, and by, and by no means am I calling, you know, I hate, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of white people like that too. So. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the bowels are not specifically black bowels. No. No. Oh, there's white shit. There's brown shit. There's black shit. All kind of shit around here, man. So no, I mean, you know, know, it sounds funny, but it's really true. I mean, like you were saying, you know, people are getting educated by movies, and and we all know that movies are highly inaccurate. I can shoot around the corner. The bullet will go around the corner. I would take movies versus Friends all day long. You know what I'm saying? I would take people learning from movies versus friends and associates all day long. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But but you can see that this gentleman, you know, maybe he's from Mississippi. Who knows? And he's been able to shoot outside where he, 
you know, anywhere he wants to, you know, with no with no problem. Maybe he's and been if, Mississippi and, and that, in like eighteen twenty three or something like that. I mean, I mean, no, I'm just saying uh, there's some places where in the country where you can. Oh do yeah, shit. you can walk right outside and shoot. Yeah, yeah, you can go outside of a gun store and shoot right in the back damn yard of a gun store. I know one in Georgia for sure. Okay. We all know who runs it. I'm not going to say anything, but we go out and shoot in the back of it. You know what I mean? And there's no range. It's just a, a you know, there's a, a bullet trap. But, you know what I mean? We, we go out and shoot out, out behind the gun store. So, right. I mean, I mean, and it's and it's legal. You know what I mean? That instance is legal. What he was trying to do is not legal and not safe. And it's just what scares me about constitutional carry. You know what I'm saying? It just is. If we could, like you said, you can't legislate you know, smarts and, and yeah. common sense. But that's we, why we need, that's why I think though, I think one of the solutions to that, I don't think there's a hundred percent solution to that, right? It's there just is what people are doing with YouTube. I mean, do we have to have laws of what you can do on YouTube? Because those laws, like let's say this stuff we were talking about in the beginning, those laws can lead to us not being able to do gun stuff on YouTube unless we're checked out, right? Because if someone goes, well, this woman killed her, her boyfriend and because she did this crazy gun thing, we should have all these people checked out before they make YouTube videos. You know, it could be a scenario like that. I think something that would help a lot is if there were more voices of reason, of reason, talking to people about training safety and, and what you can do, what you can't do. Like Kevin was saying, like lots of people out there are saying, there's lots of different, you know, we're, we're deep in the conversation about trainers, but there's lots of different trainers out there. You have some, you know, some cooler than others some crazier than others you know there's lots of levels of training so what do you want what do you want to say about this uh who, who wants to talk here i'm, I'm jumping in real quick yes i have to go start dinner so i am going to become a watcher instead of a participant so i will okay. see all you guys later right Thanks, i'm going to tune in and, and, and chat yeah all right, play, go play with buckshot yeah <laughs> yeah go ahead kevin you there i think you're, yeah. you're muted Go ahead. No, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So, um, trainers. I mean, so here's here's the way I look at it. One, I think that society. So, you know, just a, a quick snippet. So we we had you know the Desert Storm era. We have all these unfortunate wars going on. So we have a lot of guys cycling back home. So I think that that sparked the whole. Hey, I want to be tactical because these guys bring a skill set back home. Um, a lot of them want to share knowledge and let's be honest, generate revenue. Right. You know, you need a job when you come back and you want to share stuff. So it, it, it hit this boom, which is great for the 2A community. It hit this boom where guys want to really, really be tactical. Right. But not practical. So they right. run. Yeah, that's, that. Now that's that, that, that should be that should be the name of a show. Practically tactical. Huh? Anyway, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we'll get that, into that later. <laughs> no, a lot won't. of times we're, we're talking to people. If you look at the new movement of people getting into firearms, right now you're getting into more of the soccer moms, more of the the dad just just wants to take care of his family, not trying to do anything extreme. So thus, we now have a market for those people that are the big influx coming in. But I think in general, I like to tell people when you're looking for an instructor, look, if you're a guy that wants to propel out of helicopters in a ghillie suit. Don't call me. If you're going to call me, I'm going to transfer you to someone else. Right. I know guys that do that and I will gladly set you up with them. Uh, but now we can do some tier stuff. We can do some some heavy running and gunning. But if you have to be honest with yourself about a what level of training you desire, but more importantly, what level of training are you ready for? Don't go yeah. pick up a gun on Monday 
and call some guy on Thursday. Like I'm ready to come to your 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 highest level course and run through it. Right. I, Start at the and be three hundred and be three hundred and eighty pounds. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You know what? You come to a, a, a pistol one class with a plate carrier on. Like what? What are you doing? Like it's not it's, it's not really thinking. And I I think that I would say we. Um, as the community overall are to blame to a degree because there are people that want to get that bottom dollar, right? If I can get a guy to come spend 800 bucks with me, well, I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm a businessman at the end of the day. Uh, but then at the same time, we have to be able, we have to, we have to be responsible to facilitate information to people to let them know, look, man, this, you are trying to do a thing. Let's focus on that thing and let's get you good at that thing. Now, hey, once you get there, if you want to take a class from me and then go take a class from Argo and then you feel like, hey, you know what? I'm ready for the Travis Haley's of the world or the Pat McNamara's of the world. Great. Go for that. If you want to become spec op, great. Join the military and do it. But don't think, oh, I want to be able to go to Walmart. So let me go get a plate carrier and, um, you know, some tactical pants to be able to go get a gallon of milk. It's just not real. And as far as trainers, though, Trainers that are that are facilitating information that is, say, risque, unproven, um, that doesn't really seem to have a practical base. I think for them, the urge would be nobody's mad at you for being having a new creative idea. I think where people are begin, becoming upset and concerned is when that information is just released out to the public with no background to it, no hey, this is for this type of guy. This type of guy or gal should be trying this. But when you put something out that could get somebody hurt and you got people that are just watching YouTube and jumping out there and doing it, that's when we look at fellow instructors and we hold you to the we hold you to a standard saying, look, man, if you're going to call yourself a professional, if you're going to call yourself an educator, please understand that, like, for instance, Argo, you, you teach school, right? So I'm not going to come in with a college book to a fifth grader saying, figure this out. And that's exactly what you're doing when you're bringing risque training to people. You're not giving them a chance to say, oh, this really isn't basic level one. I'm not ready for you. You're presenting it to them and they're like, oh, this is what gun guys do. Then they go out and do it and they get themselves hurt. And then that's just another notch that the anti-gunners need to come back and fight us. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that, possible, man. It's, right. it's, that, that's the point of a community. Right. That's why a community is here, whether it's an, you know, organized or unorganized, whatever the hell you call the gun community, uh, the most part unorganized. I think that's the point of it. Let me just interject a, a quick comment from uh, 803 Salad Shooter says the history of gun restrictions. um Jim Crow laws plus political ideology led blacks to have less gun education and responsibility. So I don't know who wants to take on that particular thing. Walter, you want that one? <laughs> yeah, Walter, you 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 handle this one. Take that, Walter. Right. I think you're so uniquely qualified. Well, not, Walter, hold on, we said his name wrong. Not Walter. Walter. No ER. Walter. 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 Actually, <laughs> being a manufacturer and selling stuff to people. People buy things directly from me, and there are people that should not have a gun. <laughs> Period. I mean, I, I sell. I, I see people all the time. People say they've had things forever, and they're all experienced, and they can't. They just don't you're know. The worst ones. They just. At least I shouldn't have my stuff. I mean, when you hand somebody a fifty caliber rifle, um, that's a big gun. So, you know you. It's not a 22, you know, you, you get hurt with a 22, but you can really get hurt with a 50 cal and hurt a lot of other people and stuff. So um, well, what do you think we should do about that? Should we should we well, you maybe, can't, how, how you do it? I mean, there's there's people that shouldn't be driving a car, mm -hmm. but you can't tell them no. 
I mean, absolutely. No, you know, he's right. You know, well, like, how do you do it though? You don't, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you can suggest that maybe they get some training or, or, or take a class or, but I mean, once again, if they think they're Rambo, you know, I've, I think I've it's almost, a lot. Of, I think it's a lot of programming, you know, a lot of talking that you have to do just like with your kids, you know, I think, I think we all have kids. It's called reconditioning though, Hank, you know what I yeah. mean? Because there's this, there's this, I, 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 there's this state, I don't even know what to call it. You know, usually I'd have some funny shit to say, but I don't even know what to call it right now. That that people who walk into gun stores, and this is kind of off, somewhat off topic, but still re- still relative. You know, they walk into gun stores and they just think that they know everything. You know, and I said, you know, I used to be so gung-ho on, on you know, trying to re-educate them and, oh, you should really have training and you should, you should do this because it's beneficial and this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. I said, fuck it, man. You know what? Because people are going to do what they're going to do anyway. You know, I mean, I don't stop. I don't stop trying, but, you know, right. yeah. it, it, gets, it gets to the point where it's frustrating, you know? And it's like, it's like, it, oh, you know, well, I shot, take, take, my, take my store, for example. My store made national headlines across, you know, well, of course, across the country about straw sales and, and, you know, the gun, a gun that killed a police officer was originally sold you know, le- legally from our store, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, there's just a whole big rigmarole about it, right? So, you know, we, we've gone to a more selective selling process. We're a private gun club, and we only sell our guns to members now, okay? We have a public range and a public store, but sales and rental of firearms is on a membership basis, okay? Because we can weed out, hold on one second, excuse me. <clears throat> I got a call. Thank you. Excuse me. Uh, we can weed out uh, more of the riffraff this way, okay? Because membership, uh, in order to gain a membership, you have to go through an evaluation. We have to test you. We watch you shoot. We quiz you on firearms handling and firearms safety knowledge. It takes all of, all of five minutes, but you'd yeah. be surprised. But I, that's, put I mean, that's a, you I put know, a, I put a gun down in front of most people. They're like, "Oh, I've been shooting my whole life." Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've I been say, doing this forever. Yeah, right. I say, lock the slide to the rear. Uh, 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 lock the slide out of the battery, drop the magazine, you know, while maintaining all the firearm safety rules. And they look at me like I've just said something in Chinese, you know, and it's, and, it, and it's the reality, you know, it's just the reality. People don't know. So you cannot fault people for not knowing what they don't know, you know, nor can you discriminate against them because they don't know, which right. sucks because I want to. Now, let's tie this into training. So I think we're all guilty of it. You know, when I first started, well, I've been shooting. Uh, I'm 40. Oh, I'm not Go ahead, lie. Make up a story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, look, no, it just it just hit me. Like I'll be 43 this year. Yeah, so okay. you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So like in a couple of months. So you know, uh, you know, I've been shooting for the better part of 20 plus years, man. And uh, it's uh, you know, like officially shooting where I've known what I was doing, not just going to the range putting holes in paper, um, and you know, it, it was a definite process. But when I jumped in, I wanted to buy all the tax shit, man. I wanted to look like the cool dudes in the paper and in the magazines and, you know, the cool dudes uh, 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 roping in from helicopters, man, and all that shit, man. You know, I wanted to look like it too, man. So there's a there's a box in the closet that has all the all the camo gear and all the plate carriers and thigh rigs and all kind of shit that, that will never really get worn, you know what I mean, in, in, in all practicality because I had to go through that learning process. But when you're a newbie, a newbie or a novice, 
you just don't know. You just do what you see people doing that are prominent. Yeah. Now, as far as the trainers go, Kevin hit it on the head. A lot of trainers, you know, are doing this because they're trying to make money, you know, and, and nothing is wrong with making money. Okay. Yeah. Nothing is wrong with selling a service to the community. However, it is up to us to be realistic as to what services it is that we can handle as a consumer. Okay, like he said, I'm not going to bring a college class book, uh, class uh, uh, textbook, into my classroom. Right. So you know what I'm. So let's. Ask I, mean, I might bring. I might bring one in, but I'm not just going to say here do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. walk them through it. Yeah. And yeah. teach them how to do it. Right. You know, and and try to coach them along the way, which is the difference in actual training. I think a lot of trainers out there just spit and spew information, and and and, and that's it. They don't evaluate you, who they're. Dealing but when with you're an right? educator. That's what you do. You took the word I was going to say. You evaluate each student on an individual basis as well as a class basis. You know, how is each student learning, number one? Now, how is each student learning relative to the curriculum being taught? Okay, the same, the same principles apply in my classroom as on, in the training field. Okay, because if I have one person in my training class who's just not getting it, mm-hmm. now I have to stop what I'm doing to pay attention to this one particular person, which is no problem, but now I've stopped the learning of the rest of the class. So that's why we have to be uh, honest with ourselves, you know, as consumers and end users of training products and training services and say, hey, what is my skill set? What is my skill level? What am I able to do? What am I physically able to do? Right. And and then and then maybe even on the flip side, this is what I think you were alluding to. People have to say no. And I want to ask this question because folks listening out there want to know. Let's start with Walter. Walter, have you ever refused to sell something to someone? Have you ever said, you know what, I'm not selling you something? And then we'll we'll go to Kevin and then ask. Um, No, but I have when people call me and they're having problems and they just can't seem to figure it out. And it's it goes on and on. I go, look, you know, I get aggravated sometimes. I say, look. I'll give you your money back. I mean, and it's not, it's not a training thing on their, on my part or anything, but it's a, as a customer, they're just, they're not worth it. You know? So I'd rather just give them their money back. They move on. I go my way and they're not talking bad about me on the internet for the most part, or, or, or talking to their friends bad about me that my stuff doesn't work because they can't figure out how to make it work. So, You know, sometimes that's what happens on my end. Would you like to say, I'm, I'm sure you would like to say no sometimes. Well, it's hard to say no when you have to pay the bills. Right. I mean, when somebody or, or somebody emails they, and, they, and they buy something off the Internet, how do you know? You know, you don't mm-hmm. know unless they tell you they're going to do things or say things that are weird. And then I wouldn't sell it to somebody. But Right. I mean, short of knowing that someone has an outright destructive purpose. Right. Hey, or or you know, there's a link. They're, they're doing things illegally, you know. So. Yeah, um, you can, you can, if you want to send me a link, you can send it to me in the in the private group chat. No, it's on my phone. I don't have it access to it on oh, my laptop. Okay, yeah, text me, text me. All right. Yeah. So, so what about you, Kevin? Have you ever said no to someone? And oh, yes. if so, why? I moonlighted um, at a retailer as well, and so when I've had a couple of people come in, and you know, I've had everything from the smell of marijuana. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I mean, true story. This is one time and uh, I, I couldn't make this story if I, if I wanted to, but I, I have to share it. 
Now, I wasn't working behind the counter this particular day, and I was at a, a local FFL, um, but I've told people no for various reasons. But uh, and, and I've had people like, oh, let me start here. We had a couple of guys come into our location, um, and they were of, uh, I, I, I've only seen them from afar, but I'm going to say because of their accent, uh, they were definitely, uh, I'm going to say Indian of some sort. I don't know exactly. I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody's culture, but I'm going to say Indian of a sort. Um and they came in, they walked in and walked up to the counter and said, what do you guys have that shoots really, really fast and can go through steel? Like, <laughs> what? Now, what are you talking about? <laughs> Whoa. So, of course, because, and then they, they asked more. So they were basically trying to get armor-piercing rounds out of a machine gun. So we did, and I'm not going to put too much out there, but we did everything that a responsible shop you would want them to do. We we. We reported all to the right people, got the right photos and things like that. And of course, denied any sale. We didn't sell them a cup of water. Right. Um, but this other one that was a little bit less dramatic, I'm standing at a, a, a friend of mine, FFL, and we're standing there. I'm having a conversation with a guy and this gentleman walks up and he walks up to the counter and he's walking real slow. And unfortunately, he fit. He, he, he made himself look bad. You know, you come in the gun store, your pants are sagging. You're, you know, you, you are, you're calling every, and I always tell people about terminology. He's calling everything the wrong thing. Magazine is a clip. A gun is a tackler. I mean, it, nothing was right. Right. And he walks up to the counter and he starts talking to him and he's still trying to help him. And I'm standing behind him. So I look and I point to my buddy and I start tapping my ear. This guy has a blunt in his ear, the size of a, a magic marker. I mean, I think it's huge. Something is <laughs> Wow. And I'm, and I'm I'm looking like it's amazed, like this can't be happening. This isn't real. So I tap my ear. My buddy looks at me and he looks up at the guy and he's like, just he's like, sir, I can't show you a gun or even talk to you about guns. And unfortunately, I can't allow you to stay in the store. And he's like, why? What I do? He's like, well, because you have what appears to be drugs in your ear. The guy takes it, puts it in his pocket and says, OK, the drugs are going now. Can we continue? No, they're not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> not continue. Absolutely mm-hmm. cannot. So it was um so incidents like that. But I think it's people that sell guns, and then I'll, I'll digress for Argo can go. I think it's guys that sell and facilitate. You know, like Walter, you might not have the the option of meeting people face to face. So yeah, I don't I have a, I don't have a retail store either. So we right. So you you you're all electronic, right? So right. when you're looking people in the face, you have a luxury of saying. Mm, I don't mm. I don't trust you. And so I always look at this. The way I look at it is this. Outside of the legal parameters, do I think that you're going to make the world a better or worse place if I give you a gun? And if I think it's the latter, I'm not selling it to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we go on to Argo, that's I don't know. I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. I, one, one time I did have Homeland Security come asking about a customer. That's not cool. Um, yeah. And then he. Um, was I guess he was sending stuff out of the country. Oh. But he wasn't supposed to be sending stuff out of the country, and um, he he had actually left me a deposit on some more um, uppers. They're not complete rifles, so they're actually there's no paperwork or anything. And after that, I never saw him again. So I think either they got him or he got the he got the message and took off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I haven't I I don't like getting visits from Homeland Security. They're not. Um, yeah, well, they're, my, they're my friends. <laughs> so, well, let me let me ask Kevin this before we go on to Argo. Um, when it comes to training, have you ever turned anyone down? Yes, several times. And I've I've actually asked, I've actually dismissed students from class too. 
Okay. I've done that too. Um, and why? Well, um, so I'll tell you, I'll give you two quick examples. So the first one was when I had a guy, um, he came in, and this was a, a basic concealed carry class, standard level one class. He comes in, he signed up online, so I hadn't met him face to face. And he comes into class, and I always kind of start off with uh, icebreaker, let's get to know each other type of conversation, you know. Um, so we're going around, we're doing, uh, I did my bio, we're going around the room. He was like sixth or seventh, and uh, he says, you know, hey, why are you here? And he's like, well, I'm here because I'm tired of people harassing me. I'm like, okay, well, that's unfortunate. So you had to be harassed. Is it is it dangerous? He's like, well, yeah, people looking at me and stuff like that. You know, I'm tired of people picking on me, road rage. I'm, I'm tired. I'm done with being a victim. I'm going to start taking action. Now, I still haven't heard anybody robbing you, shooting you, or anything dramatic like that. So I'm, I plug a little bit more, and then it wound up being he's just tired of people aggravating him. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to come learn how he can carry a gun. And when the class went on break, I politely explained to him that your mentality doesn't fit the responsible populace of people we want carrying firearms. You're looking, you're seeking to hurt somebody because they are agitating you. And for that reason, I'm not going to allow you to be able to be trained today. And he was a little irritated, but, you know, uh, he looked real confrontational, like he really wanted to have a problem. I took him to a professional setting, talked to him, was real nice to him. He looked agitated, like he wanted to, you know, cause a conflict even with me. And I was being nice to him. Um, and then he, he looked at my hip because before I, when I do the icebreaker, mm-hmm. I'm on. Let's get that straight. So it's clear that I'm on. So he, he took a look down and he left. Um, and then during the actual class, it was more of a, a higher level class. Um, a guy just wasn't safe. He lied to me about his previous training uh, is what it boiled down to. And so he's flagging guys on the range. You know, I'll give you once, once to make a mental error, because if we're doing like some uh, cognitive thinking drills or something like that, the mind does become flexed and you might make an error. You know, and that's the point where they're to push you. But safety is paramount. And this guy is not being safe. So you don't want to be that guy. Right. You don't want to be kicking people out. They came to you for a service. But at the same time, the livelihood and the life of the other people are more important than your feelings. Uh, and he kept doing it. And I pulled him to the side like, hey, man, you flag another student. You're going to have to go. Uh, he's like, I, I, got, I got this under control. I can do this. I said, I'm going to tell you again, you flag another student. I have to ask you to leave. He got back on the line one drill later. Here he goes. Flagging guys again. We took a break. I dismissed him out of class. And I think that if more people will take that approach, don't lose your customer service. By all means, run a professional business. But at the same time, you have to understand all money's not good money. And what are you putting out into society that your next door neighbor or even a Argo or Walter or Hank Strange are going to have to run into one day, right? So mm-hmm. why put that kind of person out there? So those are the two incidents where I've had to do it. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot to be. Okay. Yeah. So Argo, what about you, man? You're, you're muted. There you go. All right. well, what was the initial question again? The initial about- question was, have you had to refuse to train someone? And if so, why? Also, like, have you had to refuse to sell someone something? Yeah, both. Um, I refuse to sell people guns all the time. Same, same reason Kevin just said. You know, you come in and, and I have my days with the herb. OK, so I, I understand. You know, but if you come into the store and you stink of weed, like you just put the blunt out, your <laughs> eyes are bloodshot red. You got to answer that question on the forty-four seventy. Does this really? Does this really happen? I mean, I've actually I've seen it happen, but I was wondering, like, does this happen? I didn't really realize this was Every common. Day, all day, mm-hmm. nonstop. <laughs> wow. Let me say it again. Every day, all day, nonstop. Black, white, uh, Asian—it doesn't matter. 
mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I've, you know, like I said, my training is CCW, uh, so it's not real in depth. Um, yeah, we do do firearm. We do uh, have we include range time in the training, uh, where we teach basic handgun presentation, uh, sight picture, sight alignment, trigger press, trigger discipline, trigger control. You know, things like that. Um, you know how to mitigate recoil. You know, just the basics, just to give them somewhere to start from. Uh, we have had to turn people down from training based on them not being, well, well, to remove them from a training class because bottom line was they weren't paying attention. How are you, how are you going to be in a training class acting like, you know, you're not, everybody's silent. You're back there on your phone, texting, talking, taking oh. selfies. Oh, this shit happened. Taking selfies that you were in a CCW class, posting on Facebook in a CCW class, you know, like, come on now. Like, it's, you're not ready. You know, you come back when you're ready to listen to everything that's said. And because if you miss that one vital thing, you could hurt yourself. You could hurt somebody else. You know, it's, you it's not. in jail for a long time. Right. You know, or dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just asinine. But, you know, I guess there's one time that sticks out. I sent you that link. Did you get a chance to look at it, Hank? Uh, no, I'm going to check it out right now. Go ahead. There's, you know... There's no way to know, you know, and there's one situation that, that resonates in my head. And it's a, it's a very, very sad story. Uh, a young lady came in and she came into the store uh, and she came in, she didn't look crazy. She didn't look like anything was suspect. You know, she didn't stink a weed. She came in prim and proper, you know, matter of fact, some of the guys at the counter were trying to hit on her or whatnot, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she came in fully correct, asking all the right questions. Uh, she had just moved to uh, Milwaukee from another city up north. She was asking about how she should transport her firearm. Does it need to be locked up? This, that, and the other. She was asking all the right things and doing everything that she should have been doing. Nothing put up a red flag, okay? Mm -hmm. So we go to the training portion now, okay? She already had her CCW, so she was taking a basic uh, pistol class, which meant I was just pretty much showing her how to shoot the gun. Okay. I took her on the range. I showed her how to shoot the gun. She had never fired her gun before. She was very determined, I would say, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Uh, She shot well. She not one round uh, didn't hit where she was aiming. I mean, she was she was she was a good shot. Okay. Mm -hmm. The next day, my buddy at the job texts me, uh, and it's still kind of kind of tough for me. He texts me that link that, and send me that link that I sent you. Mm-hmm. Okay. The girl has gone home after, after that with the new gun that we just sold her. Cause she already, first of all, let me, let me, let me say this. We sold, I sold her a new gun because she had an old uh, Jennings 380, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's a piece of crap. You know, I mean, I wasn't really talking crazy about the gun, but she asked, was there a better firearm? So we sold her, I sold her a Bursa. Okay, I sold her a Bursa 380. Much better for, you know, and still economical, you know. Anyway, uh, that's one sale I wish I could get back. She went home. She in turn killed her mother-in-law. Wow. She killed her stepbrother, her half-stepbrother, or half-brother. I forgot what it was, but it's in the article. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, uh, then she killed herself. Wow. You know what I mean? And... I trained her how to shoot. I taught her how to shoot. Yeah, but how do you know? You know, exactly. How do you know? 
you know, and, and, and that still eats at me because there's a child who lost their life behind that. And, and, and me being the responsible person, like, like I'm getting teared up now, uh, me being the responsible person that I am, it, 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 it bothers me. You know what I'm saying? It hurts me that I had a hand in that. And because that was not my intention, right. nor did I know ahead of time that she was going to do that. There was no way I could have known. FBI came in next oh, day, yeah. asked questions. And I answered the questions pretty much the same as I'm telling you guys now. And I didn't hear anything else from these guys. But, you know, you never know what somebody is dead set on doing or, or going to do once you sell them that fire. And, you you know, know, I know this is probably not a lot of consolation to you, but if you didn't see any warning signs and you did everything the right way, ultimately it's not on you. It's on that person that decided to be destructive with their life, you know, and and she took these actions, but yes, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to know that you were, you you played a role in that, you know, because she, she, she couldn't shoot. She didn't know how to operate her gun or a gun before I showed her how to operate it. Then the next day, she kills two people and herself. You know, like, like yeah. You know, if, that, this, if this was I, the intention that she had, uh, you know, she, it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she already had a gun, so she would have figured it out anyway. But you know, it's still, like I said, you know, I'm not a cold-hearted individual, right. and I'm and me being a responsible parent, an adult, and citizen. It still bothers me. You know what I mean? I don't take blame for it. I don't hold myself responsible for it. But it, it still it still bothers Look, you. Know listen, I mean? as human beings, we still have to be discerning. That's the whole I think that's right. the, the the real crux of this conversation that we're having. We we have to be discerning. We have to have some kind of judgment. We have to say no. We can't say yes to everything. But like I said, she came in there mm-hmm. asking all the right questions. You know what I'm saying? She came in there the way that you want a customer to come into your store and ask questions. The way that you want a new person coming, a novice coming into firearms to ask, you know, she didn't put up any red flags or anything, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what, what was I going to, she had on a little too much makeup. So what was I going to do? Not sell her gun because she had on too much makeup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, like yeah. there was nothing that I, I could have seen or done, you yeah. know, and, and, and that was one of the main things the FBI said too, like, you know, like there's no way that you know you could have known that there's no way you know i I have i haven't had it happen directly here but i I know a customer of mine who has a shop up in maine i think it is he said he's sold a lot of guns and unfortunately some of these quite a few people have used them on themselves and so a lot of questions there too you know it's like you don't know how are you supposed to know you know i mean hell that's why that's another reason we went to private membership is because we had two suicides at our shop, you know, people would come in, rent guns, and kill themselves all oh, the way. Kill themselves in the shop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was there for both of them as a customer. This was before I worked there, uh, but I had just gotten back from California. This was the second one. Somebody had killed themselves a week prior. Uh, just gotten back from California. That's when Beretta had just come out with the uh, PX forty-five. Forty-five on the market. This guy comes in. I'm back there. I built a rifle. I'm testing out my rifle in the rifle bay. So it's the rifle bay at our shop is all the way at the end. It's the last, it's a separate room from the main range. Okay. So I'm in there with some dude who doesn't know how to operate a shotgun. He's flagging me with his loaded shotgun, all kind of shit, man. So, you know, I'm trying to get the hell out of there. So the store is closing and winding down. 
and I see this guy, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen him all day. I, I see this guy lurking, looking in the windows and, and peeking around and trying to see who's there. And, you know, the ceasefire was called. We're cleaning up in the range. and I'm condensing the story. Uh, we're cleaning up our, you know, our brass and, and whatnot. And next thing you know, you, you just hear a pop. And I'm like, oh, somebody let one off. Not thinking that he killed himself. You know, so I'm coming out of the back room. And as I'm coming out of the back room, I just see his body hit the ground. Bam. I had to step over his body to get out in order to tell the owner, hey, somebody just killed themselves. And he's like, no, man, stop fucking with me. I'm like, no, I'm serious. This man just shot himself in the head again. And the owner thinks I'm joking because it just happened a week before. Wow. You know what I mean? That's this why is, I say I don't like talking yeah. about stuff. Yeah, stuff. Um, I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is part of, uh, I don't know who made it, uh, Kevin, I think, uh, or or actually I'll, I'll ask whoever's on this thing. You know, is this part of, this is part of the mental debate that people have out there, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, and, and how yeah. do we know? How do you, how do you, you know? know. Yeah. You don't know. There is no way for you to know. You I mean, can't talk I mean, to somebody a lot of times and figure it out. There's no way. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Yeah. You know, I mean, had I pressed her, you know what I'm saying? The girl who killed herself, you know, maybe she would have said something and slipped up and said something that would have let me know. Who knows? But as far as anybody is concerned, any gun owner, any gun, any gun store employee in America would have sold her a firearm that day and would have trained her like I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and it's like I said, it's sad. It's and I think it's just because I'm a teacher and I work with kids and I got this this great love for children in our, in our future, you know, that it hurts me so bad that she killed this little boy. You know, what was he like 13 or something? I, I, it says it in there. Um, I have to look, let me look at the article again. Yeah. Listen, you know, the, the, like I said before, man, I think you have to take solace in the fact that you've helped a lot of people and you've saved people. You know, unfortunately we're just going to deal with situations like this where, you know, you can't help and or save everyone. Right. Yeah, you, you know, and it's crazy because, uh, uh, like like Kevin says, you know, oh, I, I didn't get a chance to go into my full background, but, uh, you know, there was a time, there was a time in my life where I was pursuing a career in law enforcement, uh, pursuing it very hard. I was uh, going to be a U.S. Marshal uh, before I ended up blowing my knee out, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, uh, I never got a chance to go make it down to Glencoe and get to the academy because I aged out afterwards. Uh, it's no big secret. I kind of came out about it. I was super depressed about it. Went through a bout of, uh, you know, uh, depression behind it and all that. You know, because it, it it's hard when you uh, focus your life and concentrate on 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 one specific area so hard, so hard, and then it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? It it, it, it kind of tore me up a little bit, man, because I was that's what I wanted. At any rate. You know, coming, you know, with that sort of mentality, though, and that sort of mindset, you know, when you talk about the, the legalities of firearms and, and, and what people can do with firearms, mm-hmm. you know, I have no problems with citizens owning them. But how do we stop that debate? You know, how do you stop? Yeah. You know, there's a lot, you, of, there's a lot of real world consequences here, right? There are. Yeah, there are man. so many, you know, and you don't know. Yeah. You know, you don't you just don't know. So let me ask this question. Anyone? I don't, Walter, did you want to say something here? No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask this question to 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 Kevin. You could take this up if you want to. Walter, you can answer this. I know you're kind of in the minority right here. But, right. Um, you know, I, I saw 
last, I think at the end of last year sometime or the beginning of this year, there were some uh, black firearms groups or, or clubs and things like that that were getting put together. And there were some news articles going on about how lots of black people were getting into guns now since uh, Trump became president because they're worried about white people who want to do things oh to them. God. Oh, my God. So where, where do you, you know, in the scope of all of this, where do you put that stuff? I mean, if you if you were in these groups, right, let me just how, how would you advise these guys? Well, first, I'm thing, a black first, thing, first thing, the numbers don't support that. Absolutely. I mean, right. I, 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 I see it every day. You know, how many get killed every weekend in Chicago or Milwaukee or New Orleans or St. Louis? Anywhere. It, it ain't, I'm not chasing after them. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying I believe in it. I don't believe in it at all. I think no, I, that's I think, some more that that's some yeah. more of that media stuff there. Yeah, I think there's people that are getting all like riled up and they're thinking that, you know, because the media is making them think that gun guys, that the, the representation of gun guy. Yeah, they yeah, think yeah. The, the, the gun guy is some old white guy out there that I, that wants I, to do something bad to them. And that's not really true. I think there's a lot of gun guys, even though, you know, the majority of them are are white guys. They, they want to see us involved in this because this is for all of us and they know that they need our support as well. So I don't think that for the most part, I don't think there might be a few people, of course, out there like in anything else, but I don't think these are people who are sitting there going, yeah, we're going to do a lot of damage to the black community now that Trump is president. I don't think Trump wants that or anyone wants that. Let me tell you, he does not. You know what I mean? Nobody. I don't think anybody. Well, I'm not going to say anybody. There are probably some people. There are some nuts. Yes. Want that Right. You know what I mean? But you know, that's they're extremists with anything, you know. But let me say this as a black American, I want I don't you use the word African, right? Right, you know, I, shit, I want myself armed, right. you know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm, you know, and it's, it's, it's almost like I'm not worried about that. I mean, I'm, I'm just not worried, like, so what, you know, I have guns, I have training, you know, moreover, though, my mind is good. You see what I'm saying? And I'm able to think and see through the bullshit. I'm able to see what's Memorex and what's real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's old. People don't even know what Memorex is and shit. Like, yeah. like, but I'm, 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 I'm able to see through the smoke and mirrors and see the reality of things. Are there hateful people out there? Yes. But there have always been hateful people out there. And if those people want to approach me, my family, or whatever – it's going to be the same outcome as it would have been if 44 was still in office. You understand? So it doesn't matter that 45's in office. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't care. I'm not worried because I'm ready to protect my period. However, I will say that I think that a lot of the idiots that are racially motivated, and I'm choosing my words very carefully here, so bear with me. The, a lot of the idiots that are racially motivated have taken this opportunity, this presidential opportunity, to come out because I think that people feel safe and secure under this particular president, as if the president himself is saying it's okay to be racist. He's not. I'm not saying that he is. I just think that people feel that. Yeah, people, uh, somehow yeah. there's people who are getting their 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 wires crossed. Kevin, what Absolutely. do you think about this? Um, so here's my thing. So going back to, I'll address the the whole: Are we in danger because Trump's in office? Um, no, and for all the reasons that you guys have already said, no. And it's not because I'm a Trump hater or a Trump supporter. It's just 
I don't give any man that much power over me to make me scared or fearful of anything. Period. Bam. So I don't even understand why you would give him Amen. that much power. Like, why would you even want that, right? So I don't do that. Um, two, um, the the emergence of black the black gun groups on social media or you know in real life or whatever. I'm cool with that. I don't I don't have a problem with it. Now, what I've challenged uh, the groups are to a couple of things. One, hey, if you want to educate and you believe there is a certain group of people that are going to listen to you, awesome, right? Because because I am a uh, a minority instructor, I do have a lot of minority people that trust me to train them. It's it's not because I ask for it. They just they feel. But it's a good thing. Yeah, people people want to get you know you feel more comfortable being trained yeah. by people who look like you. There's nothing wrong with that. It's and then human nature. When you see guys, um, you know, when you see guys that not only look like you, but, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and I'll use that, that I'm humble because I've had the opportunity to be behind the scenes with HK and uh, to, to be at the Trigicon parties and uh, to be on TV and doing all these cool things. And so when I'm doing reviews, you'll be like, oh, well, hey, he likes it. So it, it must be cool. And why would he lie to me and things like that? So it gives you a different face to trust. And I get that. And there are a lot of us out there trying to do the right thing. However. With the groups, there are two things that are happening. Do I think the groups are good overall? Sure. Any gun group that's trying to do positive is good in my book, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. I think the bad comes in here. Whenever the groups are allowing people with difference of opinion that look like them and think different than them, all of a sudden you have to become just as mean or just as vindictive as, say, a Trump, right? So what I mean by that is this. I put up uh, with the unfortunate recent uh, verdict of Mr. Castile. Mm-hmm. Um, I put up a, a, an, a, an immediate response to it. And my re- my response basically stated this to the people. I believe you have to attack different things when you're addressing an issue. So to the people that believe, because there are people that believe that, that and, and it's, a, it's a minority, it's a very small group of people that believe that certain people shouldn't have guns just because of a stereotype, right? Just flat out a stereotype. And so for the people that will believe that there were comments like, oh, yeah, he deserved to die. You know, those idiots. When those mean spirited people were saying stuff like that, I addressed that by saying, you know, when you couple, um, for instance, this is exactly what I did. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. yeah. I said, once you couple this and this, it does not equal danger. The two do not sum up to danger, right? Now, at the same time, moving past that mentality, I started addressing the mentality of I personally feel that that young man still should be alive. And that's what I'm standing on. He should be alive. But because through all my frustration, I did not say, for lack of better, let's go kill Whitey and start a revolution. Some of my and I spent two hours covering that subject in one live video. Mm -hmm. I got screenshots after screenshots of people in various groups that I'm not even a part of. And uh, look at this. He's cooning. What? Like, so you, you get to you immediately get to go in the name calling. Now, I I, stri- I I immediately was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay this any attention because not yeah, only I'm well versed in the history of cooning, not only do I live and breathe this every day, even what I said, and I said I was saying it to appease the people, but even what I said in the video was that guns in my skin tone don't equal danger to those people that think like that. Right. Yeah, and but then, but you know, I think I I I agree with you in what you were saying, and I think that I mean I I support groups, different groups that are out there. I think we all want to see different walks of life come into the 
to the gun circle, to the Second Amendment pro-gun circle. We want to see these people. The thing that we have to be careful with, all of us, um, including including black people, and I think maybe especially black people, right? We have to be really careful that we don't become our enemy. Our okay? enemy. So if or or our enemy, if you think that there's some, if you know, if if there's this magical they out there that there's these white people who hate you and they would want they want to lynch you and they want to do all these horrible things to you and and they say all these bad things about you and they're racist and they and they say this and they do that and they kill you because of your skin color then why do you that's horrible if you believe that's true if you believe it's true why do you want to become that person why do you now want to start judging people for their skin color why do you want to start you know getting into the same name calling and, and abuse and and all that kind of stuff why do you want to do it if you think it's bad when it's done to you why do you want to now turn that you know on yourself and become that and then when why do you want to turn it against other people who look just like you who well, are maybe trying that. to elevate you let me, let me touch that because we don't fit their ideal of what a black person should be okay most of my friends in relation to the gun community are white bottom line okay yeah, but we don't we, so why is it we don't fit their idea well, let me start there let me start there let me start there let me just paint this picture right okay, okay. I'm, I'm just dabbing the brush in the, in the paint i haven't even stroked the paper yet mm-hmm. uh uh first of all they're white okay i i don't subscribe to supporting criminal behavior i don't Okay, wrong is wrong. And I'm tired of my community, the black community, saying, oh, but look at little Ray Ray. Look, little Ray Ray was sticking people up left and right, and he lived that life, and he died by that life. Okay? There's an old saying that I have tattooed on my arm. Absolutely. My grandfather used to say it all the time. It's tattooed right there. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. However you live your life, be prepared to end it that same way. Okay? Number one. I think, though, a lot of times, especially the ones that are so red, black, and green, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the new, for those that don't understand, the new terminology is being awakened, so they call it woke, which is grammatically incorrect, but that's a teacher in me. Yeah, so, I was trying to tell you know, Walter about this yesterday, so you explain it to him. Right, right. It's calling being woke, and that means that I'm, 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 I'm pro-black, you know, and... Wait, I'm, woke I'm, is woke is a pro black thing because I see white dudes talking about this woke business. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm oh, okay. in, in, right. in context. In context, okay. like, so, you right. like see in the light. Is that what happens when you're woke? You're like, whoa, you know. I don't know. I, I call that co- cocaine and Adderall, but who knows? You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, but seriously, like uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, so, yeah. Go go so back to yeah. Stereotypically, you know what I'm saying. I mean, typically, not stereotypically. Uh, typically, you know, you you're. You're, you're very Afrocentric. You're very in touch and tune with the ancestors um, and the plight of Africans coming from Africa, the whole diaspora. I don't even know if, if, if people are familiar okay. with the words and things that I'm saying right now. But, right. Uh, uh, you know, there is a whole culture behind that. OK. And in that. You must be pro-black and only pro-black. OK. I took a photo with my Black Guns Matter T-shirt. I mean, uh, uh, hoodie when I went with, when I was at SHOT Show. <laughs> Okay, I went around to troll the woman's anti-Trump march. I was going to troll the hell out of that march. Like, you know, why are you guys marching? It's a done deal. You know what I mean? I couldn't troll it because my hoodie gave away my agenda a mile away. However, the hoodie was creating so much side comment 
that I literally had to get on a pulpit in the middle of Fremont in Las Vegas and start preaching about what Black Guns Matter is. And it's not even my movement. And the very one person, the main person that asked me that was an LVPD officer. He was like, hey, what's that about? So we're sitting there at his cruiser talking about the movement, talking about guns, talking about stippling his gun, where he can get work done to his gun. You know what I mean? Afterwards, like it turned into a real conversation. Right. And I took a picture with this man. I shook his hand. He smiled. We, we hugged. And, I, you know, and I took the picture and I posted the picture. I posted the picture and all I'm, I'm all oh. kind of coons. I'm a race trainer. <laughs> I'm this, that and the other. Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you believe that in the year 2017 that we can make it, number one, as a culture, as a black culture on our own, okay, without the help or without or without dealing with, I'm not going to say help, we don't need the help, or without interaction or dealing with members of another race, you're sadly and, and, and severely mistaken and in trouble, okay? We have to learn to get along together as black, white, Asian, Indian, whatever, as Americans, okay? Right. Now, I'm not saying that I've forgotten what it means to be black in America. I think that that is the disconnect because every black man in America can attest to this. I don't care if you're, if you're Colin Powell or me, Okay. The rules of life are different in America for black men. It's the truth, whether you want to agree with it, whether you subscribe to it or not, the rules are different. Okay. But knowing these rules and living it, you know, it does not mean that I'm turning my back on, on it and saying, Oh, I'm not black. Well, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to live by these rules that you guys have to live by because I'm above right. that. I'm yeah, not I mean, above I, that. I see this, uh, I'm sure it's happening with me, but I see it happening to Cola Noir. Um, you were talking about chief Clark. I see that happening with him. There's a lot of, like, if you're a black guy and you're not out there calling for the revolution and calling for chaos or, or right, you know, right. you're gonna, yeah. quote unquote, you know, if you're not saying kill whitey, then you're somehow a traitor. And that's, right. that's nonsense. I don't know where these guys are getting it. This, you know, no, no matter what we are, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. That's it's what ignorance. it is. It's you ignorance. Know, yeah. Um, and, and, and here it is at the same time, like you said, and like I tell people now, okay, I stopped using the word white supremacist because I was talking with, uh, to, to Maj and I'm not going to, proclaim <laughs> any any type of supremacy so i'm saying you know the white extremists the white separatist extremists you know are 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 funny you know it's funny but a lot of these groups and not 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 necessarily the black gun groups but a lot of these groups these these pro-black groups are doing the exact same things that they're complaining about the opposite race doing yeah that's what i'm saying and, I mean, it's, and it's incredibly and, and it's mind-boggling to me and I'm saying if a white man, if a white man stood up and said the exact same shit that you just spit out to me, you'd be, I need you'd to have be, a fight, separate, you'd be uh, fighting fucking mad. You know what I mean? You have a separate graduation for the college students and have all this separate stuff. It's like, what are you trying to do? You're going to get a right. separate job when you get out of school? Well, 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 see, that's different. See, I'm a graduate of an HBCU, too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a graduate of a historically black college and university. Well, there's you know, nothing wrong with that. But but. The, like you said, the separation inside the same school, that sort of divisiveness, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? It makes no sense. What? So we're black Harvard grads mm -hmm. and then the rest are 
just Harvard grads, but we're already separating ourselves. If they had said that you niggers can't fucking walk across this stage. That's a different story. You know, yeah. no, they'd be, they'd be fighting mad. Right, right, right. But they do it themselves and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing that they're putting themselves into the same bag that they're preaching against. You know, and it, it is, yeah. it's my no, bag. I, 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 to- I, I totally get it. I don't think that, um, I think this is where we have to be really careful. This is where we lead ourselves down a path of self-destruction. I think there are people who are promoting this because they know that's where it's going to go. It divides. Yeah, you have to elevate yourself above this. And if you're really woke and if you really understand, realize that we're honestly our own worst enemy. We, we, We try to externalize our problems to other people, but all our problems for every human being, black, white, whatever, you know, if you're a human being, your problems start with you. They don't start with other people, you know, and then when it, so now specifically in, 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 in this situation, this thing that we're talking about, our problems start with us. And when you start attacking and degrading and beating up on other people who are out there trying to elevate you and bring you up to another level, and you're mad because they're not down here in the, in the muck, you know, they're not down in the negativity with you. And they're not spending all their time blaming someone else for their problems and all that kind of stuff. So you think they've sold out or whatever. Oh, you're, you're dead wrong. Yeah. But you, but you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, look at it. Oh, go ahead. Kim. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, man. Um, when you, when you look at it though, you know, and when people are saying that you have to be this whole anti, I always tell people to love me is not to hate you. Right. Matter of fact, I can't love you until I know how to love me. Right. Mm -hmm. So as a human being, I have to understand and be in connection with who I am before I can ever appreciate who you are. So who are you? Because it's insulting when you tell somebody that happens to be a minority descent, if they're not pro, 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 you know, and and an extremist, let's say, if they're not that, then they are a race traitor. They don't understand where they come from. Quite the contrary. Here's my argument. Because I understand the struggles and because I understand where I come from and because I understand the history of this this country, then I also understand that in order for me to survive and do things that were set up for my failure, i.e. fathers not being in a household to raise the kids, to keep the kids out of trouble so the kids aren't going to prison. Right. So if I join the cause and I start rebelling and I go to kill people and someone kills me. In turn, when you're looking at a a total systemic uh, evaluation, then who is raising my son? Mm -hmm. Who is then raising my daughter? They're right back into the same system you say is set up to hurt us. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm not there to keep them away from it. So I like to tell people, and I say it all the time, intelligence is the proper application of knowledge. What you probably haven't stopped to think is what knowledge you're really lacking and how to properly apply it. And here's another thing. Think about war, right? So let's just say there is a race war. I don't I don't subscribe to that, but let's just say, for lack of better, right? There is a race war. And it's all underneath the surface. Think about war. Now I've never been in the military, but you know, I, I understand strategy. So think about war. We have multiple divisions of the armed forces, right? We have, you know, Navy, we have Army, Marines, Coast Guard, we got multiple divisions. And in those divisions, we have specialists people that are good at doing certain jobs. We don't win wars by sending millions of infantrymen. 
We send infantry, spec ops, snipers, logistics. Yeah, every, everyone needs to do a different job. Everybody needs to do it. So if you're telling me to join some kind of radical movement and we're all charging in, first of all, I'm not following a fool into a fire. First, <laughs> Second, how do we win if everybody's doing the same thing? So why don't you respect the fact that that might be the avenue you're taking? Please allow me to do me and yeah. let me do what I'm doing to better whatever movement I want to better. My the, the people that listen to me might not listen to you and vice versa. So you know, I even started a thing yesterday and I encourage you guys to do it. I started a thing yesterday after all this old, you know, like Argo was saying, people calling in uh, uh, coons and all these these ignorant names. I said, you know what? Oh, Kevin, well, welcome to the family, Kevin, because it's getting oh, used oh, to it. Yeah. I know, I know, man. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to do something different because part of being, forget race, part of being a gun guy is about giving people less ammo, pun intended, to use against us, right? So I said, you know what, instead of all this divide and even addressing the foolishness by arguing with people, I'm going to do this. I challenged everybody on my social media yesterday to find someone, whether you know them or not, but I prefer you find a stranger, since these are normally strangers calling us names. Find someone you don't know that supports the Second Amendment, whether a strong gun person or not, but just believes in freedom. Find that person do either a short video or just say a couple of sentences about them in a positive light, something you've noticed or something you like about that person and hashtag it to a strong. The number two, the letter A and the word strong. So instead of addressing the darkness, I'm just going to defeat it with light. I don't have time for that foolishness. So I did yesterday. I found a great gentleman. Uh, his name is Philip Adams out of Houston, Texas. He's an instructor. He happens to be a minority man, but he's, he teaches. Uh, I think his philosophy is great. So instead of arguing with the people that were trying to get me drawn into their arguments, I just went to him and said, hey, you know what? You're my two way strong guy of the month. And I just released all positive energy, not even addressing it. Yeah. Yeah. Stay positive. I, I, I think that that is the way to deal with this. You have to try to I, I think that, you know what? I always told my kids this. Uh, you look at movies, you look at sci fi fantasy movies and you see uh, demons like vampires and werewolves and all that kind of stuff. And you think, oh, this is just a movie. It doesn't really exist. These creatures do exist in real life. The problem is they look like human beings, you know, and there's human beings out there that are just incredibly destructive and they're really trying to bring uh, everyone else. Out of you. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to do all those things that you see. They're trying to bring everything down and destroy things. And that's not the way forward. That's not how we're going to make any of this better. Like like uh, Kevin just said, you know, if you're not here, if you don't exist anymore, I mean, yeah, you might wind up like Tupac or something and they'll make some cool movies about you and everyone will be like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> he was so awesome. Um, but if, if you had children, if you had people that you care about, you really didn't bring them out of anything. You just made someone else wealthy. You just made someone else happy that you that, you know, you they pulled your strings and you went along with it. That's not how we solve this problem. And, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. We have to try to, like, avoid the negativity and, and keep pushing the positive, the, the positive things forward and the good people forward. I don't think it helps anyone out there like to try to take down Colin Noir. I think he's doing a great job, you know. He's doing what he can do from his point of view. I, you know, I just hey, met Mosh. Noir, dude. I'll just play it. Don't even start. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Don't, like, don't even start that. I think, I think Colin's doing his thing. I think Maj is doing his thing. I think Argo's doing his thing. Listen, I, I think Kevin's doing his thing. Everyone's doing their thing out there. There's lots of people. And, and ultimately what you're going to do, what I thought, I don't think these people understand is that 
I don't think that they get that everything that they're saying is on social media and it's going to live forever. And there's people out there like screen capturing this stuff that they say. And when other people see this, when good people who don't look at us and don't judge us by our skin color see this stuff and they see what we're saying and we're talking like that and they go, wow. You know, imagine if someone screen captured Walter saying something like that. Right. <laughs> and put that out there. But when he sees that, well, this is crazy. Why are these guys talk? What you're doing is you're bringing you're bringing your own self down. You're giving people the ammunition to take you down just by going that path. Yeah. You know, everyone doesn't have to do what you would do. If you want to do it and go out there and do something crazy, you're going to go out there and do it on your own. And you know, Hank, another thing, too, is this whole selective, the selective hearing, I believe. And I'm pretty sure Argo, the teacher in you, understands that this whole selective, selective hearing. The, I'm, I'm reading the comments on my cell phone as we're talking and I see they're, they're, they're flooding in. Hank, you're, you're popping, man. You're popping. But <laughs> this this uh, one guy and, and I'm not calling him out, uh, but he's uh, his comment is, I guess, as we're talking about this, he's challenging us, I guess, because he's like, not one time did they say anything about white supremacy. And that's not true because Argo clearly addressed it by saying, matter of fact, after a conversation with Maj, I'm not going to give the word supreme in that same connotation. So I'm just absolutely white extremists. Right. I so think we've all I think we've all we've all acknowledged that there's racism and there's, you know, I do, but talk do about that every day. For what, though? What is the point? To what exactly. end? To what yeah. end? No, I, I can so talk well. about them. Yeah, I know that it ex they exist. But they have absolutely zero influence on my life because I don't let them. You understand? Right. right. And, if, that, and if they want to come a, in, it takes a lot of it, 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 all that negativity. It draws you down instead of focusing yeah. on where you need to go. It's yeah, too yeah. much work. I got shit to worry about. Real life shit. My daughter's about to graduate college. My son is about to turn five. Like I got yeah. a big gap between my kids. You know what I'm saying? My uh, oh. my 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 youngest daughter. It's just, you know, she's just phenomenal. And I and I and I and I barely have time to bask in the greatness of my own children because, you know, what I'm saying I've chosen to live a life of service. You know, what I'm saying one way or the other, whether it was uh, law enforcement, whether it's teaching, whether it's YouTube, you know, I'm doing this for other people. You know what I mean? So. And if there's if there's good, positive people around you, whether no matter what their skin color is or where they come from or whatever, if they're good, positive people, that's who you need to roll with. I don't want to roll with anyone who wants to live in negativity. I don't want to roll with the with. There's in the werewolves and all those <laughs> other, you know, various I mean, demons and beasts. Yeah. yeah the leeches. I, I don't I don't want anything to do with those people. I don't care what their skin it's, color it's, is. It's easy to but get. I, want, I wanted to say something, though. Mm -hmm. you, you, Hank, you touched on something, brother. You, you know, and Kevin did, too. You know, uh, it, that, that that same post I was talking about when I when I was in Vegas, if you look on my Instagram, um, if you ever have the time, look on the post. It's me wearing a Black Guns Matter hoodie with a white cop uh, in, in, around, around January. I think it would, should have been posted. And I was called a coon so many times on that post, like I said before. But instead, I gave the young brother who was calling me a coon an opportunity. I said, look, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe you're, you know what I'm saying, saying this for a different reason that I don't understand. I'm offering you the opportunity to educate me and then come and work with me. That's what I do all the time. You know, people have shit to say, all right, you're talking. Now here's your opportunity to say, you know what, Argo, this is what we need to do. Let me get on team. Let me get on board. And people never, ever take me up on it. I hear crickets when I, after I do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to chastise and criticize the people 
who are actually doing the work. Well, it's easy to be a keyboard commando and talk that. It's easy. You know, yeah. but, it, but, but see, the work speaks volumes. Tim- Timothy Knight, I don't know if you guys know who Timothy Knight is. Uh, he's, the, uh, he's one of the board members for the NRA. Came up to me at the NRA conference, and he's like, look, I love what you're doing, man. I got a one question, though. You know, being a black man, this is a white dude. Being a black man in the, uh, in the firearms industry, I'm sure you get a lot of pushback, right? And I said, yeah, I get it all the time. He said, how do you combat it? I said, I don't. You know, I don't I don't focus on the ignorance. You know, I let the ignorance kill itself because that's what it's going to do. Ignorance doesn't have a platform unless you give it one. You know, uh, if you give ignorance a platform to stand on, if you give it legs, it'll run a fucking marathon. Yeah. But if you don't, it won't stand. Yeah. You know, now, Absolutely. That, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean it's not there. I'm not right. saying I'm ignorant or I'm oblivious to the fact of, of certain matters or situations. But at the same time, it's all about what I put my energy into. I'm not putting my energy into that negative bullshit. I'm not. You know, when I first jumped on YouTube and I put that AR video out there, man, I was called so many drug dealers, a thug, a liar. Like, why would I get on YouTube, which is a worldwide platform, and make myself a liar in front of my kids, my you know, my friends, people who know me, you know, people who know that situation, like, I don't give a shit no more. You know, I, it took it took me a long time to develop this thick skin because everything was so agitating when I first started on social media. You know what I mean? And I had to. It's just ignorance. And the more yeah, you give absolutely. ignorance spotter, the longer it lasts. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, now, now Lola's giving me the wrap up thing here, so I'm. Oh, gonna... I have one thing to say. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Walter. I was thinking about listening to you guys talk and everything, and it's like mm-hmm. the really the um, the the whole thing with you guys, dark, black, coming in the gun thing. Say it. It's really been. A, say it, damn it. <laughs> what was really? I mean, I don't know how to say it. You know. Um, no, no, no. Hold on, let me. Walter, let me take during you the worst moment. during the worst you times. You said something that was serious. People are afraid to say the word black. Don't be afraid to say it. Like it's not offensive to say what we are. You know, you're a white man. I'm a like black man. It's not offensive. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm pasty right. white. So. Yeah. Um, right. But anyways, the onset, the growth of um, of you guys being on YouTube and and being in the, in the firearms thing is a result of the last eight years. Yeah, it didn't happen before Obama. There was no, there wasn't any. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say it, but it's been, it's just like, um, no matter what other people are saying about you. I think, I think they always were. I mean, if you're talking well, about. Rev- 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 underground. Yeah. If, like, you know, for example, Ken Blanchard, you know, I'm going to oh, try to get him to come on. I mean, you know, Ken he's been out here for years. Yeah. That's but you know, what happened is that no one, no one saw that. And I think that in the last eight years, a lot of us felt like we're getting misrepresented and we have to get up here and, and like make a statement absolutely right and i I mean like like i told you before hank i think it it was it's a a huge missed audience for the nra for people who manufacture firearms just think about it you you got this this whole um consumer base that's been like scared or not scared but not looked upon as a a, taboo it's taboo yeah right 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 right. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Walter. I'm going to let you I'm going to let you say what you have to say. But let me say this first, because I know you get flack. 
people people call you call you names and stuff like that. But look at where you are. You're here having this conversation with us for two two and a half plus hours. You know, we're venting well, and all that kind of stuff. You give me personally a platform. You know, right, you right, right, right. you take uh, your your family business and the and the the money some of the money that comes out of that and put it into what I'm doing. So it's not what people it's not what people think. If we if we don't do things like this. We're not going to elevate. We're not going to be able to live that dream that Martin Luther King was talking about. You know, I'm I'm still learning about you guys, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, you don't. And you know what? And that's okay. That's nothing to be ashamed about. Say that. I'll gladly tell you and introduce you to my culture. And I'm not, I'm not picking on you, but I'm saying it it, it takes, if, if more people said that, I think we'd be in a better place instead of just living behind this wall of fear that says, you know what? I don't know how to approach him. I'm a motherfucking man like anybody else. I piss the same way. I put my pants on the same way. You know what I mean? I'm not going to bite you for asking me what makes me me. I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? And I think it takes people that are big enough like you to say, hey, I don't know. Educate me. You know what I mean? Because that's what that's what's needed. I ask Hank all the time, "What, what is, is it cool if I uh, if I say this? I'm thinking, what, am, what, what, what am I, you know, because you know, you say certain things or do certain things, and it's like yeah. you don't know if, if that's yeah, positive but, or negative, or, or I'm not not making like the simple phrase like the popo. Remember, I asked you, Hank, about popo. Is that <laughs> negative or positive? Shit, that's the. I mean, it depends on if you're if you're a law-abiding citizen or a dope dealer. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? You know right, 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 right. Like, which. Language is intention. Like, come on now. Language is intention. And like my thing that I always say is I want people to be who they are, man. I want people to be who they are and not hide themselves because then I could identify you uh, faster and easier. And I I like who you are, man, uh, Walter. As a matter of fact, I love who who you are. You know, um, so the thing is, is that, you know, language, a lot of it has to do with intention. I think that when we get out there and we start attacking each other, whether we use really horrible uh, words or we just uh, do things systematically to attack people, you know, it's um, it's destructive. It's a negative thing. So let's let let's let Kevin get in on this because we're I know we're all like alphas here. So no, as far as um, we were talking about, what point are we making now? Well, uh, you know what? we I think it's time well, for dinner. That's what yeah, Lola wants saying, me to wrap it up. So. <laughs> I know what I want to say. I know what I want to say. Yeah. Uh, two things. One real quick. So, uh, Walter, I will say this. Um, I understand and, can, and I understand your plight. Right. But I'm, I'm with Argo and I'm with Hank. Sometimes, man, you just got to say it. Right. And, you know, trust that trust that you're standing around people that if you said something that was inappropriate, no matter what it was, you know, it'd be a you know, polite nudge on a show. They're like, Hey man, it might, you know, offend some people, you know, might want to watch that. Um, but I don't, I think in, in, in general, if we're going to build and grow as a community, then we have to have, sometimes we have to have those uncomfortable conversations, you know, and it doesn't make it bad. It just makes it, Oh, let's, 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 let's challenge the waters. So even the thing I'm doing is, um, on my, on that Philando Castile uh, video I did, um, two of the guys on there, one happens to be black, one happens to be white, and I know them both, and they were having a debate in the live feed. So um, I got an event coming up here in St. Louis where I'm, I'm uh, doing a, a different spin to anti, uh, anti-violence rally, and I challenged those two to, okay, I want to bring you two with two different backgrounds. Why don't we get together and do a video together? And both of them agree. You know, and that, those are going to be the conversations face-to-face, like gentlemen, we can have, we're going to document it where we can have it and guys can see that we're, we're really not all that different, you know? 
And, be and so, uh, my, my second thing before we wrap up, uh, Walter, I don't know if you're offended by this, but Argo, you should be. I know I am. Hank, I got a problem with you, man. I'm mad at you right now. Uh oh. I'm mad at you and I'm mad at Maj. I'm mad at both of you equally. And Argo, Walter, you guys should be too. Well, now, Maj was on your show and you guys started talking. Well, he brought it up, but you you co-signed this whole Avengers dinner. Uh-oh. Now, I don't know about you, Argo, but I ain't heard my name mentioned. So I got these guys that are going to uh, NRA in Dallas. Oh, yeah, uh, next yeah, year. yeah. They're getting together, having this big old dinner. And I didn't hear my name. I didn't hear Argo. I didn't hear... You know, I heard all these other names, Dana Loach, Coleon Noir. My name wasn't man. used either, so it's let me, all. You, let, me, let me tell you how that we That wasn't me. That was Maj. That was Maj. Look, that was his man. wish list. And I'm about to get on the phone with Maj right now and tell him, because I, I didn't even know about this. You just, oh. you just spilled the beans, so here it is. I crash everything. Hank knows it's about yeah. me. Like, like, yo, I don't have to have an invite to anything. He's at every party. He could be at three parties at the same time. I don't know. Oh. Yo, yeah. yo, no, He's no, like really, Doctor Who. No. Kevin, seriously, I, I'm not lying. I crash everything, brother. Like, I, because who, who are you to say that I'm, I can't come? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean? Like, I crash everything, man. And so I'm let never, me tell you. Let me tell you guys this. Um, Walter, Safety Harbor is going to be at NRA, right? In I'm, Dallas? I'm trying to get tables, yeah. Yeah, okay. So Safety Harbor is going to be there. We definitely should get together and do a, a, do a, like a thing. But all you guys are invited to come down, hang out with us at the Safety Harbor booth. Yeah. You know, um, every everyone's in, man. Maj, everyone's in. You're you're definitely in, Kevin. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. I feel looked out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. You, your whole crew, everybody. I mean, whether you invited me or not, my yeah. like, Argo, I'm not even talking to you because we. I already know. Yeah. I already know yeah. how you get that crazy. You can't. can It's it's funny how small the world is. And I know, Hank, you got to wrap this up. But uh, Argo, yeah. I'm definitely going to um, reach out to you and have a conversation. It's funny because uh, you know we'll be for the Kerry Gore convention. I don't know, Hank, if you're going to that or Walter, if you guys are going to that in August. I asked him. Hey, it's in Milwaukee. Right, it's in Milwaukee. So I'll be up there. I'm actually, I actually got invited by a nice gentleman by the name of Patrick Stone. Okay. Um, I'm even doing a basic handgun one-on-one class where some people, friends with his, and uh, going out and talking to. Um, so Argo, I'm probably going to ask you to tag along just because. But we're going into some part of Milwaukee. I don't know what part, but I'm pretty sure it's the the the, the city somewhere. Uh, well, we're going to be talking, but I've got uh, I think it'll be a great thing to network up there too. So I've yeah. got a whole weekend. Yeah. So let's wrap this up and we'll talk behind the scenes about all of this. You know, we'll let's uh, let, you know, we'll, we'll everyone's going to stay here after the show. I'm going to wrap it up. We got a lot of, there's a lot of folks here listening to us. We got to let them go eat also and do all hey, this hey, stuff. Can I say one thing before we go? Sure. I know Absolutely. And I, and I know it's been on my tagline. I don't know what happened to my tagline, but you know, all the conversations that we have um, tonight, have had tonight, are what the basis of my documentary is about. I don't know if the, the general public knows this, but uh, I've been trying to do a, do- I, I am doing a documentary on black men and firearms in America. Uh, the documentary is titled Black Ops. It stands for Black Opinion in Popular Society. You know, how society looks at black men. Uh, and, it's, and it's just changing, you know, the way that people look at black males and firearms. We're going to start with black males and then we're probably going to segue into other different uh, 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 demographics of the United States, but uh, you know everything that we've talked about is is reason for 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 us doing this. And you know, in in the uh, documentary, you know, I've solidified myself, Coleon Noir, uh, Maj, Tyson Beckford, uh, a couple of NFL guys, some NBA guys, um, some other people are working on a couple of rappers for me. You know, you've uh, you've agreed to be in it. Lola's agreed to be in it. Absolutely. Uh, 
Kevin, I want to hit you up too, brother. You know, can we get can we get Walter in there? I mean, <laughs> wait, 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 what, we, am we, I going to be a token or something or what? I'm going to dress yes. Walter. I'm going to put Walter in some overalls and give him a straw. So he oh, goes no, 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 no. And I'm going to have him say the N word about 900 times. No, I'm joking. Walter can be in there, but no, it's it's yeah. no, it's uh, you know, my my homegirl Jen Jakes. I don't know if you guys know who Jen Jakes is. I've mentioned her before. Uh, she and I talk all the time. She's from uh, a more uh, non-urban part of Wisconsin, and I'm from the city of Milwaukee. And we uh, we always talk about the differences being, you know, white firearms owners and black firearms owners. Mm-hmm. It's know, a conversation why? we should have. I mean, it doesn't have to get it doesn't have to but, get nasty, no, she, but it's she, worth like it to have. Before she she did like I said before, like, hey, let me into your world. People need to see this about you guys that you guys are no different than anybody else, you know, which is the same thing that we've been saying for hundreds of years, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so there is a documentary, it's called Black Ops. Uh, we do have a GoFundMe page, it's GoFundMe and then backslash uh, Black Ops doc. Uh, we do need money because we're, uh, I'm doing this documentary all in-house. I'm not reaching out to any uh, movie producers or publishers or directors. We're doing this all in-house to give you more of an authentic and true look and representation of what the black gun culture looks like because we've already been misrepresented uh, several times by a few individuals who all who will remain nameless but you know we really need to see what it, it uh, 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 an accurate look into our world is like and what we all look like and i mean the trailers for it i mean they're just phenomenal i'll, yeah, I'll, send, I'll share us, with uh, send us links and stuff like that and we'll include it in the description of this video Okay. Uh, as soon as we get those links, so people who are looking at it, you know, this is going to live up on YouTube. So we'll put <laughs> forever and ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> in some cases, you know. All right, good man. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to keep this going. I'm going to end this for folks. I want to thank everyone for watching. I want to thank everyone that supports us out there. You know, lots of folks support us on Patreon, as well as Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms, big supporter. We've also got Rand CLP. And uh, we, we have Andrew's Custom Leather, as well as Big Daddy Guns, that's given us this forum here. You know, giving us the bandwidth that we're burning up right now. Yeah, dude. And I, I'm mad jelly about that Big Daddy hookup, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Go ahead, Walter. Last gotta word. Got to do something about them white walls behind you, man. Yeah, I know. I know. We got to fix that. And you didn't show any guns. You Quickly, didn't give me a chance. Go, it got too deep. Go, show us. Turn your camera around and show us what, like, a real gun manufacturer, what a real gun guy looks like. I got to take my headphones what, off here. Yeah. Show us what's over there. Dude has bazookas. <laughs> Show us the bazooka. We got, we got all kinds. Yeah, of hold on, let me. I'm gonna switch over to this so that we can see. Let's see. Move the camera. I want to see. I want to see. Let me see what you got here. Where's the bazooka? <laughs> Yeah. I wanna I wanna show guns too. Oh, oh no, one last thing again. I'm about to pull up guns. <laughs> He's got ordinances. He's ordinances. got ordinance. Where's the bazooka? Let's see here. You know, that's all those weapons. Where's there. the bazooka, Walter? Everybody, the bazooka? everybody pull your guns out, man. Where's the bazooka? Wait, I got one, Argo. I didn't know we were gonna have a show and tail. I only got one. <laughs> no, we're not, but look, I just always have oh my guns goodness. Around. Yeah, see, I'm in the skulls. I'm oh, look, that's a nice skull. Where is the bazooka, Walter? Uh, okay, hang on just a second. You're so Show demanding. Me. Bazooka. 
<laughs> and you can mail me that score 17, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> now that's a beauteous thing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's 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 pretty badass. That's cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's awesome right there. That's worth waiting all the hours, all the hours. Oh, hours. Hour. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I want to show off my new custom gun while he's... Uh, Look at that. Oh, my. What the <laughs> hell is that? What the fuck what is, is that? <laughs> that's just a receiver for a 20 millimeter. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, okay. 20 millimeter Lottie. Yeah. That's going to be the Wait. thumbnail. That's going to be... Okay, Argo, what you got, man? What you got? Uh, I don't, I don't even want to put... You don't want to show... It's like if you go in the bathroom after Shaq. You know, like you go in there. Shaq <laughs> just took it. I, I, I ain't worried about it. Shaq just tall. But it, you know what I'm saying? I got, I got Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't worried about that shit. But that right there... That, hey, that's that's like yeah. trying to follow up. King Kong. Jeez, we, we got no, army man. guns. We got army right. guns. Right, right. <laughs> Right, he got that chopper. <laughs> hey, no, hold on. You said they call uh, guns in Missouri. Is that a Missouri thing? Thackler? Is that what you said? Yeah, Thackler was a is a term that that was. It's actually from like the early two thousands, and it just it just transferred over. So yeah, I never heard that one. I'm gonna yeah. look at that. I never heard that one. That's one that I've That's never new. heard. That's Thackler? new to the lexicon. Yeah, Thackler. Thackler. Yeah, but what does that mean? Does that mean like a rifle, a handgun? Is, is this a Thackler? Like what what Argos got, or you know any. Any handgun is, a, you know, Thackler. Then after that is the normal terminology, chopper and stuff like that. And that's another thing I try to do is I try to break the terminology for people. Can, I always tell them it's no different than a fisherman. If you start insulting and calling his objects the wrong thing, you might tick them off. You know, so especially when he's trying to educate you. So the same thing about gun guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, Walter, you. I'm going to let you. You got the big thing. I'm going to end this now. I'm going to end it on all those guns that Walter has. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate everyone watching, taking the time. We will be back for more of this. Peace. Peace.